All right, folks, welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to have to get better timing on that, man. Come on. No, it was good timing. It was awkward and, and great. It was very awkward. That's what I wanted to go for. All right. I don't want you too comfortable because then it's not natural. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> okay folks, so uh, we're going to be doing another watch along. I actually looked it up. We got a few downloads from our last uh, show. Uh, first watch along being uh, the 89 Batman. Got a nice little response. Yeah. We double our downloads from the last time we did it. So. Thank um, you for being here at the beginning. Thank you very much yeah. for being at the beginning. But uh, like I said, we, uh, we had a good. Uh, uh, I, we're trying to develop a good following here, and I think we're on the way. It's just like every time we do a show, our downloads double. Yeah, and look, as long as we're having fun, people are going to have fun. That's really what it is. That's yeah. what it is. All right. So what we're going to do real quick is just going to talk about a few little, uh, little bits of uh, current news. Uh, number one being the release of uh, Dolomite Is My Name on Netflix. Okay, now no spoilers because I still haven't had a chance to watch it. Okay, but uh, I have had a chance to watch it. I know you have. That's <laughs> why I'm, I'm trying to make sure you don't spoil it. But I just want to let you know like uh, for most of the people who are like fans of old school Eddie Murphy with the cussing and the violence and the nudity, you're going to love this movie. Alright. It's very much old school Eddie and... Well, uh, I mean Dolomite itself, the original, I mean that's that's a hell of a good... And the behind yeah. the scenes of Megan? Yeah. Actually, funny side note, I actually sent, spent most of like Tuesday night watching like all the old Dolomite movies. So they're all they're all <laughs> they're all on an app called Tubi. So I was watching that, right. Dolomite, the Human Tornado, Petey Wheatstraw, the Devil's Son in Law, <laughs> all that stuff, man. And it's they got they got it pretty good. They got it very accurate. Right. And it's been getting a lot of great buzz, a lot of Oscar buzz for Eddie. Um, man, about time. Of, yeah, yeah, a lot of people are loving it. So if you ever get a chance to uh, check it out on Netflix, I highly suggest it. Um, another little piece is the death of Robert Evans, a legendary producer here in Hollywood. Um, my favorite Robert Evans projects that he did, number one was, uh, Caligula. I would lose a guy in 10 days. Well, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> no, but Caligula is number one because of the fact it's so depraved and disgusting. Dude, it's so dark. Yeah, it's pretty much, it's sold in, uh, it's sold in most, uh, pornographic, uh, establishments, not that I know, particularly, but... Uh, just say, we speaking, all believe just, you. just speaking for somebody who <laughs> might have a friend that frequents pornographic um, places, there's always a copy of Caligula. So it's, uh, it's very depraved. <laughs> but on a more lighter note, some of the other projects he did were the, uh, the Robert Altman Popeye with uh, Robin Williams. Well, no, you got to start at the beginning. Yeah. Right? You got to go back to Chinatown. I don't get to that. I was actually going to Because that's what put him on the map. That's, yeah. that's where, you know, from his famous book, the kid stays in the picture. Yeah. Right, so you start there, and then of course, mm-hmm. uh, going. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go to the, the, the top of the heap for, for Bob. <laughs> Old Bob Evans, as uh, as as Alex Rose, my, my teacher, used to say. Yeah, but uh, make, like, just like AJ just said, his main uh, get down is Chinatown, which is probably one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, with Jack Nicholson, okay, done away, uh, done in the seventies, uh, film noir classic. But uh, like I said, dude was uh, very influential, and uh, may he rest in peace. Um, last little bit, uh, Dave Chappelle was honored with the Mark Twain Prize uh, this past weekend. Uh, it's like the highest honor you can get for comedians in America. Uh, previous uh, people that won it, I believe, were like uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Steve Martin, and Eddie Murphy, which is the only broadcast I actually watched. Uh, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, people like that, and. 
Uh, like I said, it's a huge honor, and like I said, I'm so happy for Dave, especially with the recent special he had getting so much controversy, unnecessary controversy. But for him to be honored in this way, I, th- I think it's a great thing. So I'm sorry, but, but you you skipped what I was expecting with Robert Evans. Dude, he's he's the uncredited producer for The Godfather. He was a studio executive. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that was his like main get down. That is true. That's all right though. I just I wanted I wanted to give you that second. And to be honest, I was triple checking myself, making sure I make it to the last out of myself right now. Well, you made the last out of me for a moment, you know, mentioning it, so thank you for that, uh, AJ. Well, one of us had to go down. Okay. And I also want to bring back a quick little game that we actually didn't do the last podcast. That's well, because we were so excited to watch Batman. That is true. Uh, just one, we're gonna do a couple rounds of uh, Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy. Uh, what we what the game constitutes is basically just like uh, seven, six degrees or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Except I use Eddie Murphy as an index, and AJ just comes up with random celebrities that I can match within seven movies. So I'm just going to do a couple of them, just maybe one or two. Chris Farley? Chris Farley. Oh, that's perfect right there. That's super quick. Chris Farley was in Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Rock. Chris Rock was in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. That's way too easy. So you got to think of a really good one, a really obscure one. Like somebody that you wouldn't even suspect to be in the range of an Eddie Murphy. So, well, that's the problem, though. I mean, yeah. so many guys, I mean, and by the time you start getting into, because you have Arsenio Hall has been yeah. in so much, yeah. right? And they were, like, inseparable for a minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to Old Hollywood if you want to. John Wayne. Good one. Okay. John Wayne. All right, so i got to really think about this <laughs> Okay. All right, so John Wayne was in... <laughs> Good one. Did I get you stumped the second time? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> ah, got it. Okay. John Wayne was in The Cowboys with Bruce Dern. Bruce Dern was in, Inglo- oh, no, sorry, Hateful Eight. Ah, sure. With <laughs> Sam Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson was in Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> the full crew was always Sam Jackson because he has been in everything. As soon as you said a Hateful Eight, I knew I was screwed. I was yep. like, damn it. <laughs> But uh, eventually we'll get to the point where we actually get a uh, website and you guys can actually vote in the celebrity that you want me to do for the Seven Degrees Eddie Murphy. So it could be somebody random. It's, Again, it's going to have to wait until we go live and somebody's reading the comments because otherwise you got too much time to research. Yeah, yeah but again, just in, uh, in time frame, again, no foreign stars, no television stars, no singers. Those are my main rules for this. We can't do Jean-Claude Van Damme? We can do Jean Claude Van Damme. Our main focus here is people that have done American movies. Okay. Connect. So as long as they can be foreign, as long as they've done at least one American film. Basically. Okay. All right. So we got that. Ken Watanabe next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> actually, I probably could do Ken Watanabe. Actually, I can do it right now. <laughs> All right. Let's right Let's okay. Ken Watanabe was in. I got it. Ken Watanabe was in Godzilla. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston was in. It's hmm, a good one. No. Oh yeah, Brian Cranston was in the Why Him with Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher was in Guess Who with Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was in Life with Eddie Murphy. You know what? As long as you got Bernie in there, it's a win. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. We'll have to do some Bernie at some point too. Yeah. yeah. All right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and start getting into the actual movie itself. Uh, we got it, got it queued up here. All right, so we're so if you're watching it with us, we are pressing play now. And we got the famous Warner Brothers shield up. 
And actually, yeah. apparently, this is like the first movie to use it in years. Yeah. So, yeah, good for them, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the, with the fanfare and everything. I think if it came out now, it'd definitely be Warner's Independent, <laughs> which is, I think, a defunct label. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're bringing back a lot of stuff. You see, they're bringing back Orion. Yes, we are. That's going to be yeah, good. Yeah, yes, they are, uh, now we're seeing the father of our main protagonist, Rand Pelser, played by Hoyt Axton. Uh, Hoyt Axton is well, actually more well known as a songwriter than an actor. Uh, actually, his most famous song is uh, Three Dollar Nights, Joyful, Joy to the World. Well, the, the most important thing, though, is he is just rocking the hell out of that Stetson. Yes, he is. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to bring that back. Yes, we do. And actually, oh yeah, this is good list, but you see the car right there that's, mm-hmm. uh, with the smoke coming out? That's an AMC Gremlin. <laughs> it's a little on the nose, right? <laughs> it is a little on the nose, but it works. Uh, also, some of the other actors that they said were considered for uh, Rand Pelser. Uh, the main one that actually was, uh, we actually talked about last time, uh, Pat Engel. Really? Who played uh, Commissioner Gordon in yeah. uh, Batman 89. He was the main person. The main um, frontrunner for this role, but apparently it would have been weird. Yeah, but apparently they didn't want to use him because the screen test was too good. They felt yeah. That he, yeah, they felt that his performance would like outshadow everybody Everything? else. Yeah, <laughs> with the animatronics. Yes, it would. <laughs> the, the thing I love most about this opening, the way it goes right here, mm-hmm. is that you have a cross between Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. You know, you got him, you know, running around with the ball cap and everything. But then, at the same token, the way it's shot and everything looks here. Yes. I'm basically expecting your friend Roger Rabbit to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Especially you add the hat to it, smoke-filled room. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just got... Mm-hmm. I will say, like, for, for like an over-the-top production design that's, like, verging on ridiculous, yes. they stopped just short of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually read the original script for Gremlins uh, in preparation for this watching home. And... How they portray Rand Pelser in that script as opposed to how they do in the movie. He's lovable in this movie. Uh, he is not so lovable in, in the, the script. script. No, he. Uh, but he's he, a hell of a salesman. Don't you want one of those? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the whole thing is they keep the whole thing that he's an inventor and that he travels a lot. But uh, he, they make him seem a lot more desperate to mm-hmm. get that big break as opposed to... Uh, Successfully surviving? Yeah, basically. I, oh, I love that self-dispensing toothpaste. That's great. Yes. <laughs> you want to hold that block in your mouth while you're trying to <laughs> brush your teeth? And we also got uh, Mr. Wing here, played by T. Luke. He's mm. an actor. Uh, he died around, like, 91, I believe. Uh, but uh-huh. in this movie, they actually had to age him with makeup. Because he was, he was just too so young. young. Yeah, he's just looked too young for, That's too bad. for his age. And he's actually... Well up there. He's in like, I think he's like 60s or 70s when he got this role, but... Hey, good living. Yeah. And uh, he's known mainly in like the 30s and 40s for being in like the Charlie Chan movies. He was like his, his son, his mm-hmm. number one son. All right, all right. Yeah. And he's also the voice of uh, Mr. Han in uh, Into the Dragon. No kidding. He's Han. Huh. You have a gratitude. That guy. <laughs> all right, so this is our first glimpse at... It's not a grim one. No, it's, it's at Mogwai. Which is which is oh yeah, which is Cantonese for devil or demon, which we learned. Right, I was gonna, I was gonna say it's a gremlin seed, <laughs> <laughs> and it it sings a horrible song like mm-hmm. 
I, I like one of those. Did you ever have one of those bird whistles when you were a kid? You put the water in it and then you like blow through it and it makes it sound like a little chirping sound. No, we didn't keep birds in it. Well, this wasn't a bird. It was like a little bird. It was like a little piece of plastic crap they give you like Sunday school or something. Um, no, still not. <laughs> anyway, that's exactly what it sounded like when you blow, when you blow into it. It's just like, kind of a thing. And speaking of the singing, the singing was actually done by a uh, female member of uh, Jerry Goldsmith's orchestra. What do you mean? That, that part right there, that yeah. little purring sound? Yeah, that's sure yeah, the actual singing was done by a female. Yeah, and they must have... Uh, Jack that around like crazy when they were doing all the uh, the mixing or the audio yeah. mix down. And actually, the little kid here, mm-hmm. uh, apparently he grew up to become a doctor. He didn't do much else acting, but he's apparently a doctor somewhere. So he's like the exact opposite of Ken Jong. Yeah, he is an MD. <laughs> he's an MD. <laughs> Ken yeah. Jong went the doctor route first and then decided to go acting. And, and also, like, like, eh, then they're done that. And now we see the kid uh, illegally selling the Gremlin to, or the, or the Mogwai to Rand Pelsa for 200 bucks. Apparently, in the novelization, he got severely punished for doing this, which well, he should. Which he yeah, should. I was say, he's selling his grandpa's stuff. He should get punished. Yeah, which he should have. And uh, now he's telling the rules. Uh, number one, uh, he hates bright lights, especially sunlight. It'll yeah. kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. And number three, no matter how much he cries, no matter how much he begs, never, ever feed him after midnight. But see, you know what's never clear about that? Yeah. Is when does it restart? Because it's always after midnight. Actually, what they said was the very first crew member that pointed out how stupid that rule was <laughs> was actually Billy, Zach Gallagher. <laughs> He's the very first person to point it out. Oh, yeah, we got the signal here for Rockin' Ricky Rialto. Yeah. Which, again, leads back to the, the uh, wink and the nod to Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, actually, to Mr. Steven Spielberg, most accurately, but yes. Who? Yeah. Who is the executive producer of this film? Well, he's presented by... Steven Spielberg presents... And, and you might actually recognize this universal backlot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Hill Valley. I know, it's exactly right. It's Hill Valley, it's, it's, shot, it's, from, shot from another direction. Yep, and it's the, the clock tower we watch in our favorite... They're, uh, they're, about the the, they're about to pass the clock tower right now with the school bus. Yep. Yeah, yeah they go, all the kids are running in. There's the clock tower. It's always great when you can put snow in the middle of You know, it Los always Angeles. makes me laugh about the scene when the little kid busts the little girl in the snowball. Yeah, that's pretty good. It, it's always funny. And, uh, yeah, we've got a couple of uh, ancillary people here. But hey, uh, Judge Reinhold's in this. It's going to be a great time. You're always <laughs> Actually, this is a big year for Judge Reinhold. Dude, I love Judge Reinhold. No, we got to do stripes at some point. Yeah, we are. But we had this and Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, that's right. Both came out the same yeah. year, man. It was a good year for him, man. And here's Grandpa showing up with the pipe. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I love the pipe, yeah. And also, we just want to quick uh, talk a little bit about the history of the actual concept of Gremlins. Apparently, it was popularized during World War II uh, by uh, United, well, sorry, uh, Royal Air Forcemen, uh, basically complaining about little creatures uh, wrecking their planes. Well, I mean, it's easier than blaming your shitty mechanic. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Especially in time of war, you don't you don't want to bang on too much, otherwise they won't. Yeah, it's a, yeah. But the term "gremlins" itself was actually uh, popularized by uh, Roald Dahl, who wrote a book, a children's book called "The Gremlins" in 1943. And Roald Dahl also did uh, James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, The Witches, you know, Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, the BFG, the Big Friendly Giant, and my favorite, and probably the one that everybody knows, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Same guy. Okay, and so I did say it wrong, because Spielberg did get EP credit. It wasn't just Presents. Yeah. So they gave him both. So. Uh, well, Makes this, sense. This movie was done by Amlin Entertainment. I think it's like the third film they ever did, Amlin Entertainment. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the third one. Yeah, okay. The, the second one happened to be E.T., so 
Not kind of a big one. They have some traction. <laughs> they have some traction in They can pretty much do what they, they, can pretty much do what they want at this point. They were open to it. Yeah. But uh, going back to the book itself, uh, Roald Dahl actually wrote it in mind for Disney to make it a Disney uh, cartoon. That would be, yeah. be a different direction. Yeah, but uh, it actually never made it. And there were a couple notions of gremlins in popular culture prior to this movie. Well, yeah. of course, you got to go to the, uh, the Twilight Zone. Well. Yeah, exactly. Nightmare at 20,000 feet. The, that creature that, the creature that he sees. Was that, was it, who was it? Who was it? It wasn't Jimmy Stewart. Who it was Shatner. Yeah. William Shatner. Oh, that's right. Shatner, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the movie theater here. See the two titles there, A Boy's Life and Watch the Skies. Both of them are working titles for Spielberg movies. Uh, yep. A Boy's Life is the working title for E.T. And Watch the Skies was the working title for Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And now we see our hero here, uh, Billy, played by Zach Gallagher, who's pretty much an unknown at this point. He just looked into this damn audition. Something else that was great about that theater in uh, Back to the Future in 1985, it was showing pornography. That's true. That is true. And I was showing the boys' life. And that has got to be the saddest Burger King <laughs> I've ever seen in the that 1980s. Is true. That is true. It's, like, it's more like Burger King shoved like, all right, we'll, we'll bankroll this Spielberg flick. And also going back to uh, other people considered for the role of Billy, uh, the two front runners were two Brad Packers, actually. Really? Emilio Estevez and Judd Nelson. Or the two front runners for Billy. But apparently, uh, when um, Estevez did his, he was internalizing what Spielberg didn't like. <laughs> and uh, apparently, Judd Nelson showed his Billy as a little too angry. Uh, I guess he's doing too, uh, some of that Breakfast Club type shit for Billy. And I guess uh-huh. Spielberg didn't like it. And uh, Billy Pelser here at the bank. And we got Katie, uh, played by Phoebe uh, Cates, who was also another controversial choice because of the fact that she is most famous for. Uh, the you know top of the scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, which also had John Travolta. Well, um, yeah, she, Judge gets around. Yeah, she was the one that she, he was doing. It. You uh, could, you could actually you could almost do six degrees of separation of Judge Ryan. Yeah, pretty good. He, pretty, he got around. Good, yeah, but uh, yeah, she was doing the top of the thing to him actually in the little dream sequence. And uh, I forgot who else uh, they had considered for uh, Kate, but um, yeah, she was a controversial choice at the time. And also, she did another movie called. Private school, which is basically just one of those '80s like uh, teenage. I want to have sex type movies. Huh? Yeah, it's actually it's pretty good. I've seen it a I enjoy it <laughs> for what it is. Oh yeah, now we got Mrs. Beagle played by uh, Polly Holiday, who's actually from my home state. Yeah, from Arkansas. No, I'm not from Arkansas. <laughs> he hates. But, okay, so so those of you who don't know, I hate, I hate it when he like um, I'm mis- misappropriates where I'm from. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. He's I'm an Auburn fan. It's fine. I'm not a Auburn <laughs> fan. Roll Tide all day. You're not, you're not a Tigers guy? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yeah. As soon as, as, soon as yeah. the, the podcast shuts down, you start growling like a tiger. Uh, no. That does not happen at all. I, I, I'll, I'll speak to that. But uh, well, going back to Mrs. Deagle. Uh, they based Mrs. Deagle on pre-Ghost uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, which you could definitely yeah, see. Yeah, you can see that for sure. Yeah, she's definitely a bitch. <laughs> a whole mean bitch, dude. But apparently, like, apparently, according to the, like, the cast, she's like one of the nicest people ever. But she played this. Well, that's the way it always is, man. Like, half the people end up playing, like, horrible people as characters. Are and, usually and the nicest can, people in the world. Well, you can argue, like, whether or not that's because that's who they are naturally or if it's that they're compensating for the fact that the whole world hates them. True. Because if, especially if it ends up being big, mm-hmm. they run into people in the airport and they think because, you know, people just, uh, especially, like, you know, before the internet and everything else, people mm-hmm. assume you are your character. 
Yeah, I heard it happened to uh, what's his name, William Atherton, after he played uh, yeah. old boy Ghostbusters. The people yep. just hated him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Polly Holiday at this point was best known for the show. Uh, well, she was on the show Alice, and she was like a waitress, and then she spun off into her own show, Flo. Uh, apparently, she had like a big catchphrase in the seventies: "Kiss my grits." <laughs> That's a catchphrase. That's phrase. a good one. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. You know what I would uh, I'd really like to know is um, what uh. What, what do you have to pay to get one of those snowman heads? It was like the barbarian snowman that she keeps uh, mentioning or something like that. It's just, that it's like super expensive. Is that is that like the pre runner to like the furries? <laughs> <laughs> barbarian snowman. Barbarian snowman. And then because of how popular this mm-hmm. this movie was, it mm-hmm. <laughs> spun mm-hmm. off in the furry furry Yeah, and also another uh, little nod here uh, to the original script. Uh, Judge Reinhold's character, Gerald, the uh, snooty little vice president here, there's actually another character in the, in the actual script named Gary, who's like the bank security guard, who like keeps trying to holler at Kate throughout the whole oh, right, movie. Right. Yeah, and they omitted him pretty much. Uh, but from the looks of it, most of the roles they have to Gary, they gave to, uh, to uh, Gerald, to Judge Reinhold. And uh, he's not in the movie uh, nearly as much as Gary is in the script. And actually, I think, I think uh, Katie's name in the script is Tracy. So they changed that. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what's you know what's interesting when you go back to like these older horror pseudo horror monster yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah. They spent a long time with the setup. Yeah. And also that the little drawing right there is an indication to the original script too. In the original script, Billy is not an aspiring artist. He's an aspiring writer, and he's a big fan of uh, King Arthur and the stories of the Knights of the Round Table. Which makes sense because you know they're setting the whole thing the damsel in distress. And, True, I mean, and uh, the guy it's, right it's next, yeah, the guy right next to Billy, right before Judge uh, Ronald's character comes up here, is actually Chuck Jones, uh, legendary <laughs> animator for uh, Warner Brothers, and he actually works on this Mr. Jones. Yeah, well, I was gonna say it's entirely possible he's the one who actually drew that. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, but yeah, uh, Chuck Jones will appear in a couple other Joe Dante movies. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that, right, about Joe Dante. But he has yeah. a couple other Joe Dante movies, including uh, Inner Space, and he does the opening cartoon for uh, Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's killer. Yeah, yeah. Which is when you finally start getting more personality with each one of the individual Gremlins. That's that's because they had a different dude uh, doing the actual uh, creature effects, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, also here, another going back to like other notions of Gremlins and pop culture, uh, going back to actual movie tunes, Falling Hair. Uh, there's a Buzz Bunny cartoon where Buzz Bunny fights a gremlin. And the gremlin actually gets the better of Buzz Bunny. <laughs> As he should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're conniving little things. Yeah, actually he's one of the few like uh, Buzz Bunny villains that actually beats him. Huh. So, even that. Uh, but yeah, well, what's crazy is that we're, we're like we're already like 12 minutes into this. Yeah. And we still haven't seen a Mogwai mm-hmm. or a gremlin. We're going to, though. I know, but, but just again, talking like... Mm-hmm. Pick a movie. It doesn't yeah. matter. If it's even a <laughs> modern horror movie, yeah. you're going to see at least a whiff of what it is in the beginning. You don't see nothing. Yeah. So far, just a kid and his dog. Yeah. Also, the gag here with the sword falling down, that's another nod to the original script. To the, to the Arthur. Yeah. In the original script, Billy would uh, pretty much throughout the whole movie well, carries a sword the entire movie. <laughs> he's like he's like slaying the gremlins like he's slaying like trolls or dragons That'd actually be useful. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> and the fact that he's got him right there and it fell down, he doesn't carry it for the whole movie. It's pretty yeah. ridiculous. And uh, mom here, played by uh, Frances Lee McCain, I believe the name is. She's actually the she's Lorraine's mom from Back to the Future. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another Spielberg production a year later. 
And actually, the mom is different in the original script, too. She's, like, heavy set, and apparently she pops a value in, like, every scene she's in. <laughs> like, every, every time they feature the mom in the original script, she's <laughs> pops, she pops a value. Well, yeah. apparently mom's a little high strung. <laughs> apparently she is. <laughs> and uh, they show Billy as, like, Billy here. Like, they don't really specify Billy's age, but in the script, Billy's supposed to be, like, 25. Yeah, I can buy yeah, 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 yeah. like twenty five. <laughs> yeah. And he's staying with his parents because of the fact they uh they're trying to support him whereas he's trying to be an aspiring writer and all You know, stuff. in so many ways this movie was ahead of its time. This is basically A millennial. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Billy is a millennial. <laughs> I can see Al- that. Although they never mentioned crushing student loan debt. So you might, <laughs> you might be better off than those millennials. Yeah. But actually, they, they keep talking about the. Uh, oh, apparently, yeah. Mrs. apparently Mrs. Deagle like, is trying to get their house and stuff like that. That's what they're worried about. Um, <laughs> Dad had to get the sword off the ground, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, another, another uh, change from the original script is the tone here. Uh, Billy, in the original script, did not like Gizmo. Really? He didn't like it at all. Hated on him. He thought, he thought it was annoying and creepy. Which a, yeah. normal, which a normal teenager would. Well, I mean, to be honest, he's basically like a Furby. Yeah, and also give, <laughs> he also gives him shit for like, why did you give me this this creature that you don't even know nothing about? Why would you <laughs> give it to me? He actually gives him shit in my script. Well, of course he did it to his son, because his son has a dog, and that's basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of the dog, they do some fucked up shit to the dog in the script, but we're going to get to that. So now we're going to see the reveal here of the little gizmo. Finally going to see a mogwai. Finally going to see a mogwai. A gremlin seed. <laughs> <laughs> little furry little gremlin scene and turning down the lights here nice big reveal got him wrapped up in this little uh, not, Chinese now to be uh, fair that was before the clapper that was before the clapper <laughs> so hey hey, I, my dad had to stay in the, in the house that, you know really? turned out nice you need to set it to your friends remote control and open it up here and got a little reveal it's right actually that's yeah. really good on the props that's a cool Bam. looking box <laughs> and the, the doll's reaction here that's genuine <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The, the, the dog, dog wants to eat it. Yeah, the dog, the dog growling. That's genuine reaction. Now, that's some, uh, that's some little mogwai fingers here. As here we go. Push and in, and we see Gizmo for the first time. And Gizmo, there, in the script, there is no Gizmo. The uh, the mogwai is only referred to as mogwai. So they changed it to Gizmo. The name yeah. and all. Actually, Gizmo more or less is a creation of Steven Spielberg. Really? Really. Spielberg had more influence. This That's the one part of this movie that Spielberg had the most influence on, was Gizmo. Now, you, you've got to say, I mean, looking at practical effects versus, you know, what we... Because normally if we did this today, should, yeah, who knows, we'll see when they do the remake or whatever, the reboot, yes. if they're going to do CGI or not. But this being animatronic yeah, and everything, the practical the effects, well, and the yeah. nose moving and everything, I mean, the, the puppetry and all that, that's a craft that you just can't find anymore. Actually, they just made a, for those close-ups, they just had a giant gizmo head. They, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that level of craftsmanship, it's hard to find. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. this, but this is like the golden age for that. Like, that's when you get to, like, the Ninja Turtles. Yes. That's when you get over to uh, Weird Science and all. I mean, there, there was a great, mm-hmm. great time for yeah. this level of craftsmanship, and it just doesn't exist. All right, so apparently what Spielberg did was, apparently, originally, Gizmo was just all brown. He changed the color because to make it look like, like his dog. Yeah. So the... Uh, the white and brown. Also, he, thought, he saw it. He saw cute was like, you know what? We should have a, a Mogwai or a Gremlin that the audience can identify with. Right. So we'll make this one. And like, 
The problem was Gizmo is on it. Well, the the Mogwai is only supposed to be in the first act of the original script. The creature itself was not made to to, <laughs> to go to last for the to, distance, to go the length, distance to go the length it did, <laughs> and as a result, it broke down frequently, <laughs> and that pissed the crew off because they well, would have to stop and because like, it's so new and it's so like experimental that like it was just had shut down production for whole days. Like there was apparently there was one whole day where. They were fixing Gizmo, and the crew just fell asleep. Well, then it's perfect for Spielberg. It's just like Bill Majellis. True. Very and, true. And, and again, like, as long as you talk about animatronics, that was not a golden page. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> <For> animatronics. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to a little bit into the uh, puppetry here now. Like, we're talking about Joe Dante being the director. He was chosen uh, by Spielberg because, in fact, Spielberg was a big fan of the Howling. Hmm. The uh, Joe Dante's uh, werewolf movie in eighty one. Yeah, there are a few references here, and a few references to it here in this movie. Uh, but um, yeah, he picked them because of fact he liked that movie so much, and also they worked together on the Twilight Zone movie right before this. All right, yeah, yeah in eighty three. That's yeah. a, that was a sad case. Yes, too. it was, but it, it was more. Yeah, it was more for the first thing. But Joe got and Joe actually semi enjoyed it because of the fact that they took focus off of him. Yeah, you can pretty much do whatever you wanted. Now this little that's, scene right here, with, frame, yeah, this sure. little scene right here, where Billy comes into the bathroom and he uh, has the gizmo in the sink. And what they would do is they had get, they had uh, Billy come in with an actual puppet, and you put the puppet down, and they would already have the gizmo uh, wired into the sink here. Oh, okay. So that's, so that's what he's doing here. So I can just plug and play. Yeah, and then like apparently this first night, uh, gizmo, the Magi is driving Billy nuts. In the He's just like jumping all over his shit. Like a, like oh, a, so he's like he's yeah. like a little kid on sugar. No, like an untrained puppy. That probably be ah, okay. So like just jumping all over his shit, and then like uh, when they go to sleep here, the the, the, the just watches him in the night. Just sits there staring at him. Yeah, with big green eyes, and just watches him. That's creepy. Yeah, extremely creepy. Yeah. And but uh, instead, they basically turn into a little like special dog or something. Yeah, and also another of uh, the choice to uh, direct the movie, which would have been interesting if he did it. Tim Burton. I would, I would definitely be up for this. Spielberg was a fan of Tim Burton's short films. It could be a lot darker for sure. Yeah, yeah. And like he thought that Tim would be a good person to do a movie like this. But at that point, Tim Burton hadn't done a full-length feature yet. He would do one a year later with Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Which is fantastic. We're, we are going to do a Pee-wee's Big Adventure episode. No doubt. Sure. No doubt in my mind. But yeah, that was another choice. And also in terms of like how they uh, wanted to do the Gremlins themselves, there was at one point uh, they were talking about doing like uh, the I had the monkeys play the Gremlins. <laughs> right now I started laughing, man. I was like, really? But uh, you like monkey shines. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that was uh, abandoned uh, when they got a spider monkey into the studio and they put a Gremlin head on him. He went fucking nuts. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that didn't work out at all. <laughs> And also, kind of, kind of yeah. like every invention his dad's made. Yeah. Doesn't and work out at all. Also, we didn't mention this earlier, but we got uh, uh, Corey Feldman here, played by, uh, who's playing Pete, uh, Billy's friend, who I don't know why Billy has a friend this goddamn young. He's like 30 years old. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to insinuate that at all, okay? I'm not insinuating that. The, but, uh, the, the problem is they, they yeah. definitely mismatched it. Yeah. But uh, old uh, Corey here was going to be a very prolific child star in the 80s. He yes, was, he was. Yeah, he was going to do a lot of great projects in the 80s. Uh, I think he did one of the Friday 13th, like right after this. I think Friday the 13th, 4. 
Yep. He did that around the same time. He needed the Goonies and the Lost Boys and God knows how many other projects. But yeah, you came a came on thing there for a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a talented kid. He's still a talented guy. Yeah, you are. Yeah, it's yeah. getting a little weird. Hey, you know what? You mm-hmm. try being a child star. Considering how most child stars ended up, he did pretty good. He, he did pretty decent. He's, he's all right. Yeah. And you see all the comic books here in uh, Billy's uh, room here, some DC comics, which I was a big fan of watching this movie. And also, there's yeah. a big poster of the Road Warrior. Uh, somewhere in this room, and somewhere in this like, little attic room he got here, which is a dope bedroom. I, I would love attic bedrooms. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Except yeah. in the summer. Yeah, so, <laughs> so. And uh, like, see, like he, like, uh, right here, Pete is uh, playing with uh, Gizmo and uh, doing little things with him. Gizmo, of course, is voiced by uh, Howie Mandel, which, which is the weirdest part of this whole movie. But if you, <laughs> but if you look at his act in the eighties, it's not that weird because he would do the uh, the Bobby's World voice. Yeah, that's basically Gizmo. He's the Bobby's World voice, and of course, he was going to do the Bobby's World thing for uh, the actual cartoon in the nineties, which I loved. And then he'd stand around saying, "Deal or no deal." Yeah. <laughs> Which, we're which, pretty, which if you're not yeah. if you're not really into stand up if that's yeah. not your thing if you don't go deep with it yeah. you'd have no idea you'd just be like wait isn't that just the, the guy yeah. that hosts the show yeah and this is a point of contention with me because like this whole scenario is Pete's fault and we see Pete here knocking over a thing of water yep causing this whole scenario well that's that's why they had to have him in there because you need a little kid to screw it up and now we got the little bubbles popping on Gizmo's back He's tripping. Look at him. He's in pain. I was having a problem. A little fur ball pops out of his back. And these were actually just balloons that are covered in fur. It was blown up. It's not bad. Not, not bad. It, it very simple, but it worked. It worked well. Yo, look at this thing. It's like expanding. Yeah. And it's so, so gross. And the gross sounds going with it. Also, the Gremlins and the Mongols were created by uh, Chris Wayless. I believe it's pronunciation Chris Wayless. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, he would go on to win the Academy Award for special effects, special makeup effects for The Fly two years later. Which again, talk about great rose. We are doing a effects. we are doing a Fly episode. I have no doubt in my mind. The Fly episode. And also, he's, he's also he's worked with Spielberg before actually before this movie. He's one of the mm-hmm. technicians on the uh, on Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, the, for the, the melting face. Yeah, for the, for the face melting shit. Yeah, yeah. Chris Reynolds is one of the yeah, technicians. Yeah, this killer. And now we see all the different little Mogwais here. The Mia Mogwais. Uh, and they are fucking gross looking. <laughs> <laughs> they, they expanded pretty quick. Yeah. yeah they did. Actually, in the they original... They do kind of also like monkeys. Yes, they do. And you do a close-up. In the original script, uh, you see there's like five of them here. It's supposed to be nine of them. Yeah, but that's a lot of balloons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of gross balloons. Yeah. And we see the... Spike. Yeah, the spike. Uh, stripe. Or stripe. Yeah, stripe. I can call them spike. The one with the little uh, tuft of hair, the little mohawk here. Yeah. And they actually did a novelization explaining, like, what uh, the origin of the Mogwai's and the Gremlins. Apparently, they're supposed to be creatures created on an alien world by scientists. Yeah, to come study us and help us out. But... They uh, never do any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but their physiology, apparently, is unstable. And as a result, one in every 10,000 Mogwai are sweet and nice. So Gizmo is like one that in makes ten. Sense. <laughs> Gizmo is one in ten thousand. The rest of them, however, want to change into creatures that are uh, referred to as mischievous. 
So apparently the the minority of my wild gizmo is supposed to be like immortal by human standards. Okay. But if you were to undergo the transformation, just like the rest of them do, he becomes what they call short lived and violent. Yeah. Yeah, just that's, like, just that's like the rest of them. Or also known as a gremlin. Or also known as a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> now we're here in uh, uh, Rand Pelser's workshop, and he's a. Uh, He's, why is he summoning his son on the bathroom buddy? Like, okay, Dad. I well, get it's it. practice. I get it, Dad. It's your thing. It's, uh, like, I, I, I know what it, I know what it does. You, I know what all your inventions do. You got to sell me this shit. Uh, also, going back to the actual original story itself, the story of Gremlins was actually conceived and written by Chris Columbus, uh, who will go on to uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he would actually go on to uh, direct uh, Home Alone. It is Shaq Creed, however. Stop. Stop it. This is a friendly podcast. Yeah, he did shoot cream all over uh, Rand's face. That's not why I was laughing. It's just a funny scene. Yeah, it is. Exactly. His dad's trying to sell him. He's like, like this? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his dad. That's yeah. that a, a good comedic effect. Yeah. Oh, Donkey Kong. There we yeah, go. Yeah, he was playing Donkey Kong. <laughs> a little handheld with Donkey Kong. This is also different in the original script. Um, no, 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 uh, with Rain and Billy, <laughs> with Rain and Billy, like, uh, when this is going on, Billy is like, what the fuck is this, look at this, like, he <laughs> multiplied, like, more, like, oh, you know, it's, yeah, I'm sure it's different, and then the dad's like, you know, I bet every kid in America wanted these, like, and Billy's like, are you fucking serious? No, nobody, look at this, what is this, look at that, they're throwing up all over the carpet. Yeah, but apparently one of them, like, kisses, like, ran on the face, he's like, no, I'm a kid in America who one of these, yeah, so. You know, he wasn't wrong, because when we were kids, they, they turned them into, they called them Furbies. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they, 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 they gives one spot the Furbies, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the, like I said, the original thing, it was uh, developed by Chris Columbus, uh, apparently he got the idea when he was like a film student at NYU. He what? stayed he stayed in like some shitty loft, and apparently at night there was like a platoon of rats that would come through like his whole place, and he was like crawling and creeping throughout the whole thing, and he just creeped him the fuck out. They and started eating his alarm clock wires. They started they started <laughs> eating his alarm clock wires. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently he sold the script for Gremlins at the same time as another prolific '80s film, The Goonies. He wrote both of them. Yeah, and sold them both at the same time to Spielberg. Spielberg got it because he had, he said it was, and I quote here, uh, one of the most original things I've come across in many years. For Goonies or Gremlins? Gremlins. Yeah, it's pretty original. Yes, it is. Especially <laughs> how they hung the dog outside. Oh, they do so much worse to the dog <laughs> in the original script. I'm gonna get to that in a second. But yeah, <laughs> this shit right here with hanging hang the dog up with some Christmas lights, that ain't nothing. Trust me. They do far worse than the damn dogs, man. Oh, I want an automatic hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they have something like that? No. Yeah. They have a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure they already had while he was doing that. You get a super fly swatter here. I love the super fly swatter. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny to look at, man. Go to your first convention. But yeah, uh, like I said, going back to uh, Howard Mandel for a little bit, apparently it was a. Uh, Frank Welker, the voice actor. A lot of people don't know who Frank Welker is. Frank Welker is the voice of Freddy on uh, Scooby-Doo. And he's actually been the voice of Freddy since 1969. Wait, he's still doing it? Yeah. To this day. He's actually, he's actually Freddy and Scooby now. He's still doing it. Since actually, he's still been doing it since 1969. And he sounds exactly the same. Scooby's an I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually Frank that suggested Howard Mandel do the voice of Gizmo. 
Well, you know, he, he definitely owes him. Yeah. And also, this was different, too. You see here, Billy's heading to their school, apparently, to uh, take uh, a gremlin, or well, a mogwai, to uh, Professor Hansen, played by Glenn Turner, who actually uh, met a few times at a cigar bar in Hollywood, which I'm not going to name, but he's a great guy. Nice. And I was actually, he was actually nice to talk to me about this movie. Like, yeah, it's a new technology. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he has a deep voice, man. He's got a great voice, man. He's got a deep baritone. Yeah, and former Mr. Aretha uh, Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you, you know, and speaking of the baritone, if we had to, he could always jump in for James Earl Jones. Yes, he could. CNN needs an update. Yes, he could. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one, di- one difference here, that, uh, in the script, he does uh, consult uh Mr. Hanson here, uh, but in the script, Hanson comes to their house as opposed to Billy coming to him. And he does the same thing with uh, a Magua popping the water on, but he pops out three instead of one. So that makes the total nine, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we got a uh, Doris Tavern here. Uh, another little shot of uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this goddamn uh, backlight, man. Every time I look at it, I just see Universal. Because <laughs> it screams Universal. And yeah. it's still there. You can see it on the tour these days. Yeah. And we got another shot here. Uh, we actually been mentioned this uh, before. Uh, Dick Miller, the late Dick Miller, as uh, Murray Futterman. Poor Mr. Futterman. <laughs> yeah. But that's another one of those. Uh, that's another one of those. Uh, <laughs> another one of those. Poor Mr. Joe, Futterman. Poor Mr. Futterman. That's another one of those uh, Joe Dante, uh, you know, Repertoire of actors that does like I think he did like most of if not all of Joe Dante's movies. Well, but you see that with a lot of stuff, especially if you get it because let's be honest, this, mm-hmm. this isn't as much of a horror film as it is closer to a comedy. True. Especially when it comes to comedy groups, these guys just stick together, and you do it for a reason because it's more fun. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you're gonna go out and you're gonna have fun and try to make people laugh, you want to do it with people you gel with. You know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with mixing it up a little bit, but yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I'm looking look at a Happy Madison film. True. Usual suspects. Yeah. 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 And, it's uh, great. It's Mr. Fudd here is a drunk telling them a story about gremlins. And it uh, kind of sets up. That's the only reason they even refer to them as yeah. gremlins. Well, and it's, and it's the uh, it's the, the throwback to, like, what, World War Two. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because if you go back to the history of the idea of gremlins, obviously it's where it started. It's where it started, yeah. And then, of course, they blame, I mean, they blame gremlins for train accidents, plane accidents. And there's a whole... Big disaster in Poland. They were blaming for it back then. It's just it's ridiculous. New York blackout. They blame on gremlins. Apparently everything's gremlins. Yeah, man. But yeah, man. I get the Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol is also another stuff. Another another uh, trope that's in the original script, but in a very tragic way, which I'm gonna get to in a little bit. No, get to no, 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 no. It's a particular scene that they actually do. I think it'd be more appropriate uh, for that. But yeah, like uh, like I said, uh, we had. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just looking up some other facts here. Well, so while you're looking, the one thing I got to say that yeah. is, I mean, it's just a marked difference in terms of cinematic history. Mm-hmm. We're almost, what, 30 minutes into this film? Mm-hmm. We still have not seen one reason whatsoever for half a second even to be worried, <laughs> scared, afraid. And this whole thing is basically billed mm-hmm. as, like, the movie to scare the hell out of kids. <laughs> Yeah, but the thing but that's, what's great yeah, is yeah. is because they're spending all this time with character development setting it up. I mean, nowadays mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost impossible. Yeah, that was the big that was the biggest complaint of uh, when the movie first came out. 
It was like, they're watching this movie, like, we thought this was something else, and then it turned into some other shit. Like, what? We <laughs> <laughs> really turned into some other shit. Like, I thought this was a kid's movie. But see, like, you think about, like, modern films, right? You go, like, Drive, something like that. Mm-hmm. They spend all this time creating a world and lulling you into this sense of security and safety. Yeah. And then they just burn it to the ground. <laughs> which which actually makes it that much better. Like the fact True. you spend all this time, it's like, oh, so we're. I mean, it's not even. It's not even ET. Like that's even too dark. Like yeah. they set this thing up. It's like weird science, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, going, oh, okay, this is great. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're we're in this nice kind of fun little. It's not. It's not even an adventure. It's just a, a fun night out, and then it goes to hell. And now we have the little scene here with Billy and Kate, and they're like, Billy's finally getting the courage to ask Kate out on a date. You know, which is nice. It's sweet, you know. And she, you know, and you can tell she's like, she's just been waiting for him to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I like, I like that actor from Phoebe Case. Like, she's just so, like, she's like, finally, goddamn, I mean, you finally got the courage to do this shit, man. I'm like, look at her. And she managed to find her eyelight both times. Yes, and she looks, she looks beautiful. Mrs. Mrs. Kevin Klein. She hit her mark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She, but she's so pretty. And actually, what she said was uh, kissing uh, Zach Gallagher is like kissing her brother. Because, <laughs> like... The, see, this but here's the thing, too. This right here is what got all the girls in the 80s, I think, wearing the uh, the beret. The winter beret. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the little ball tough on top. Yeah. But, yeah, she's a very pretty girl. Right there, I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure she's still beautiful now, but, like, she's Look at all that coconut in his hair. Yeah, all that, <laughs> that fake snow in his hair, man. <laughs> all right, now it's time to get dark with our science. Very dark. Let's see how it We're determined to get with that uh, soothing voice. Hey, this, this, this right here is why aliens don't want to make yeah. themselves known. Because <laughs> we're going to just keep sticking with the needle and see what you got. Just give it all real quick. Give me a little bit. Hey, girl, I hope you don't hold a grudge for this. I'm sure you won't. No, no, you feel creature you need to to me. And mm-hmm. apparently, Magwai's are filled with Pepto Bismol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very gross. Uh, this, is, this is the difference. Uh, this part right here, well, they're watching the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers on the TV. Pod people. Yeah. And they changed this shit up dramatically. Now, you see here, Billy's tricked. Into feeding the gremlins, the the magwai, uh, some chicken, some leftover chicken, and because they're complaining and they're pissed off and all that good stuff. Also, Mr. Hansen discovers that if you take one of them away, they get pissed off. When you pull one out of the they have to nuts, just like this, like like they're doing now. Now the difference is from the original script and uh, now from what they eat to become gremlins. <laughs> that's the fun part. Uh, instead of chicken, they eat the dog. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty jacked up. Yeah, it's extremely jacked up. That one scene, no way they cut that, it. That one scene where you see Billy like getting up in the middle of the night to get the dog from uh, you know the, <laughs> the Christmas lights or whatever. In the script, he goes down to the, the where the little, little living room is underneath the Christmas tree. The gremlins are eating the dog. The Magwai are eating the dog. Yeah, and that's uh, th- that's something that there's not a studio in existence oh my God. today that would sign off on that. And you see, they tear it into this damn chicken. Imagine yeah. him as a dog. Yeah, dog. they wouldn't let Rob Zombie do that. Oh. <laughs> he would try to do it. <laughs> he would try to do it. Yeah, yeah, Actually, I, I wouldn't mind a Rob Zombie doing this. I wouldn't mind it all. Yeah. yeah, but uh, that's what they <laughs> that's what they ate in the original script to become gremlins, the dog. 
And after that, uh, Rand Pelser finally gets the fucking uh, <laughs> message. Uh, yeah, these are bad. Get, get rid of them. <laughs> so what he does is he put, puts them all pretty much in like a goddamn sack and puts them up into the attic and just leaves them up there. And, you can, and that's where the processing happens in the yeah, sack. And then, and then Billy's like, fuck, like, Billy's just looking at him like, I told you these are fucked up. I'm like, okay, so what we're going to do, we'll put them up there for tonight and in the morning we'll come up, open up these blinds and we'll kill these little motherfuckers, okay? Alright, man. Just keep up with it for the night. Which just seems like so much more work because you could literally just take a hammer going. Yeah, you put a book. You just take that automatic hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I always found this creepy too. This is this is yeah, this, 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 this is great this. puppetry. Yeah, with a little uh, gremlin, a little magwai, um, reaching for the sandwich. Yeah. Yum, yum, and all that shit, man. But I, I see, like, kind of like just wait. I've been waiting for But even shit. the way they set this shot up, right? They did it one, well, and the, what's great too is because mm-hmm. you're talking about the puppetry and all the issues that are breaking down and everything, mm-hmm. you still get the message, you still get the whole thing, but you don't have to go through the trouble of creating the apparatus, have the arm that works, and have making sure it, it, it's, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically your dollar grip. Pull, get out here and pull this tinfoil. And now we got the Kevin McCarthy screaming in the uh, basement bus sketches. They're here already. You're next. You're next. And then they fade out here. And Gizmo's high. <laughs> Gizmo does look high. Gizmo was a sniffing glue while the other ones were working. Now we see for the first time the cocoons all gross and glistening with some kind of silicate. Which, which, funny enough, mm-hmm. it's it's extremely like foreboding of, of the plot. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's telegraphing of a movie he didn't even know he was going to make. Yeah, look at this. You can tell he tested this. Like this is this is red right? flag, red flag, red flag. What the fuck did we get? But, but tell me, I mean that that is the fly. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And actually, in the original script, they went the same thing. They go up in the attic in the morning and they see the goddamn pods. Now, in the script, the pods are supposed to be invincible. They like, go, they could, like they try to break them up, but they can't. Yeah, they can't. Okay, they, I got they, you. They, they break, which like, makes sense. They break a ball bat over them. They try to hit them with fire. Because that's what you normally do. And the same thing, um, when they uh, visit um, Mr. Hanson here, he comes to the house again. He's like, he explains it to him, like, oh, yeah, so these are coons, and uh, these are, we deal with a whole new type of animal here. Like, uh, we, we should save this. Like, no, nah, fuck that. Let's kill these little things. Like, it's, it's a little too late now. You can't kill <laughs> it. Uh, like, they pretty much are shown to be indestructible. There's nothing you can do. And, uh, like, Pete here, like, so gross with all this slime all this <laughs> and stuff. But yeah, same thing. They they kept that Mr. Hansen is the one that explains the whole thing about cocoons to them and the whole thing about a metamorphosis. So they kept that part. Yeah, this a change in form and in appearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh yeah, this is different too. Um, the gingerbread man. Yeah, the mom. Yeah. Actually, the mom itself. Uh, the mom meets a very tragic fate in the original script. Nice. Nice. She's all happy and sweet here now, making cookies and all that shit. And same thing, you got the description, popping a value, making cookies. <laughs> well, if you were married to that, you can't yeah. get a right inventor, you'd need some value too. And now we got Rain at this adventure, uh, inventors like conference, and you see like a bunch of different cameras, you see the fucking machine. From, that's Spielberg. Oh, yeah. Spielberg, <laughs> Spielberg just went by. And He's see, in his little pedal car. Yeah, you see. Oh no, it's uh, no, it's. Oh yeah, and the guy right here behind him with the with the hat, the cowboy hat on. Yeah, that's Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Yes, Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah. 
And you see the little cameo from the machine from uh, the original Time Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got some uh, movement here from the cocoons. Not good. I think it's wonderful. Oh, and apparently one of the one of the inventions blew up. No, 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 no. What it is, like, you see the you see the thing disappear. Apparently, they're they insinuating that the time the time machine works. <laughs> <laughs> But nobody really seems to be that impressed. No, not at all. <laughs> like, oh, there's just smoke so everywhere. The time machine just happened to work, yeah. And, oh yeah, they also have, we're back in the bag again, and what they had was, in the original script was a subplot that apparently Mrs. Deagle was planning on selling pretty much all of, foreclosing on basically all of Kingston Falls and, selling, and selling the whole city as a goddamn uh, strip chain. <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. That was, that, was what they, that was the direction they were going, man. Dude, that's hilarious. Yeah, she's trying to. She's basically trying to sell the entire goddamn town. And actually, I think they shot a deleted scene. I think it's on the DVD. Uh, they shot a deleted scene where they actually explained that. And throughout the uh-huh. movie, you can hear Mrs. Deagle's like foreclosing on people and not giving them loans and shit. All right, now we're uh, in the uh, science class with Mr. Hansen, and I love this little shot here with the, the heartbeat of the animal on the film, and then you hear the heartbeat of. Gremlin inside the little box. So why would you keep this goddamn box in your science class around children? I have no clue. Well, because it was so cute before when he stabbed it with a needle, and of course it's going to come out of that that brilliant yeah. cocoon even cuter. And now, like I said, we're closing in. The heartbeat's getting. Which is actually great, Bobby. Yes, it is. And that's the thing. Like most, I've noticed a lot of. A lot of scripts, except for like maybe ones that are getting into like military stuff, things like that. Yeah. They always, always tend to just ignore sacrifice sound. And we've got our first hatch. There we go. Now we've got our gremlins hatch. I mean, it's, it's so goddamn and, gross. And, and it's great because they're, yeah. they're backlit from the interior. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, in the original script, it was like bubbles was like forming on the damn things. And, uh, and then, like, but how they did it was very accurate. Got the three handed claw reaching out here. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did. They kept well, they did it. They did a great job. Yeah, they did, man. And actually, apparently, the, the, in terms of the design of the Gremlins, the only thing that changed from the original script to what we see in this movie is the ears. Really? Apparently, they're supposed to have like white horns instead of ears. Yeah, then they look too much like Krampus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just little Krampuses walking around, running around. Bunch of little midget Krampuses yeah. running around. Oh, crazy shit. Get them damn kids out of them, man. You, like, that's irresponsible, you. He tried to direct him to the side, but you should have had it in there in the first place. Well, if you're going to keep it, put it into, like, another cage. Okay, it's too big for this cage. Maybe I should get a bigger one. Maybe I should, yeah. Or oh maybe I should set it out in the sunlight. Yeah, or, or something like that, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, uh, what they did keep from the original script was the mom is home when the gremlins hatch. So they kept that part. They kept that shit out. Oh, wait, before we, before we jump to that, though. Yeah, yeah. So the kids left. Yeah. Why don't you turn on the lights? Yeah. Don't you want to see? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's more in the dark tone. You know, I want to keep it dark and foreboding because all you see is this goddamn open cocoon. And now you're like, oh shit, it's loose. And there's a green light inside. Yeah. I don't know why. What is creating green light? Because alien. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it's movie magic. Movie yeah, magic. It's movie magic. Every that's, movie's got magic. That, that's why it was a green light. This one's got magic. magic. You see this goddamn Gremlins. Oh, shit. And Gizmo was scared as fuck like because he knows what the hell's going on. What's crazy is they never, they never mess with him. I mean, like, they never kill him. 
Well, because they, they're they're violent little bastards. They yeah. can kill anything. Well, actually, uh, the next scene they're gonna show here where they like throwing darts and got the gizmo. That was actually because of how he kept breaking down. The crew fucking <laughs> the, crew, crew the crew hated gizmo. <laughs> so they actually came up with a list: fucked up things to do to gizmo, or horrible things to do to gizmo. And this was one of them. People, you know, but I mean, I gotta say, like having having been fortunate enough to work on a project or two here and there, that happens every production. Mm-hmm. There's always someone or something. That everybody as a team decides we hate it. It mm-hmm. sucks. I, I've been on it when it was the wardrobe department, and mm-hmm. someone hates the wardrobe department. Yeah. I've been on it when it's, it's practical effects, things like that, and it does. It, mm-hmm. it freaking sucks because it screws up everyone's day. You go from an eight-hour day to a sixteen-hour day. I like how creepy this is too. Like yeah. he turns off the film projector, then he goes to the other seat, turns back on. By itself. What the hell? Really? It looks like it's by itself. And now you see this little little thing. You hear this little thing scampering throughout the room. You don't see it. Just like knocking shit over. Yeah. And you see finally tracked down to his desk. Well, and what's what's cool too with the way this set up is in talking about like their alien roots and everything. Yeah. Shooting back into the projector like this, mm-hmm. it almost has like a Close Encounters alien feel to it. Yeah, he's like, you are still upset about your blood test, are you? Yeah, he is. This is so what about a Snickers? How about a Snickers bar to put my hand into this? You're not you and your hungry. With this animal, <laughs> with this animal that I've never even heard. This is the original. You're not you and your hungry. You know, Jeffrey, you and your hungry. <laughs> They're all happy, and then ah, you gotcha, gotcha, motherfucker. Yum yum. Um, Just sticking your hand down to a wild animal. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they got him better than they got uh, they got old boy at the beginning of Jurassic Park. True. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently it's just rough to, to be a black dude in school but don't yes it animals. is <laughs> you're feeding animals you're likely to lose an arm yes you are a black dude was Sam Jackson by the way well no that was that was all that was left of him on that one but the very beginning no, this is different too when Billy discovers the Mr. Hansen instead of a fucking hypothermic needle in his ass he's supposed to have a bunch of hypothermic needles in his face yeah, that takes a long time yeah it does take a long time it's still pretty <laughs> fucked up and Gizmo kept breaking down. And then uh, Billy tries to reach for the phone. <laughs> Got a first little glimpse of the ground. Well, not well. First, glimpse first of the hand. Yeah, first, first indication of just how violent Billy is. Uh, eating the apple. You no, know, this is gross. I'm so bad. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a red delicious in his defense. It's not, yeah. a, Fuji. It's not a Fuji. Yeah, true. <laughs> if it were a Fuji, then or be or a Rambo. It's not a Rambo. <laughs> It's not a gala. <laughs> yes, we're going over we're going over apple types right now. I want jazz. Don't <laughs> <laughs> even come at me with Granny Smith unless it's dipped in carrying. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now now, now, now we've got the grim one in the vents and everybody's yeah, screwed. And he's escaped. Yeah, now nah, nah. like, oh my god, I need some first aid. I gotta, right s- I gotta say something I, I didn't even really think about mm-hmm. until right now. I love, love, love when people make great Christmas movies like this. Yeah. Because it, it happens more often than you think. And then, and then it's just like you talk about like mm-hmm. Die Hard. Die Hard's a great Christmas movie. Yeah. Put a head back. Oh, I'm fine. Grimmy! <laughs> 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 He's just throwing a bunch of shit at him. I love John. I love how Joe Dante shoots shit. Like, like you, don't, yeah. you don't see it, but you see it go away. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, and again, I mean, that's one of those brilliant things. He gets you just enough practical effects. Yeah. Like, did you, you saw Signs, right? Yes, I did. 
what was so great about science yeah. up until oh, yeah. the very end. Here's, 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 again, yeah, here's the scene we're talking about. Where, oh, yeah. They're throwing darts in it. Yeah. This, is, for, this, is, this is for the crew. <laughs> this is make everybody feel yeah. better. Well, but like I said, this ended horribly for the mother in the original script. And I'm well, actually going to show you she, how it She was also high as can be in the original script. Yeah, she was. Full of value. <laughs> full of value. And uh, she's heading up there with a goddamn knife. Her, which, is a, which is a smart precaution. But her her name time. in the original script was Valerie. But she did say, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you see her going up to the attic here. Uh, into it. Yeah. So what happens is in the original script, she goes up to the attic. Um, she's alone in the house. The grooms are hatched, right. and she goes up there, and they snatch her ass up in there and eat her alive. Nice. Yeah. So it's like it's like uh, it's like um, Night of the Living Dead. Basically, like she sticks like she's just like she's doing right now. She sticks her head up to the attic. Snatch her ass up. You see her like kicking her feet. They actually said in the script she's kicking her feet, fighting for a goddamn life. They suck her up in there, and all you hear is fucking just eating. That's too bad. I was hoping she was gonna get to go out like a like a badass joke on it. Nope. Joke. Nope. They got her. <laughs> that's that's the first that's the first kill in the original script. Is the goddamn mom. And oh, and Billy's calling the house, and what? The gremlin cuts the cord. And there's a little E.T. reference. Well, uh, home. But, it, but it, at least he was able to wrap up his, his creeped up cut of hand. This is, a, this is a creepy song, too. Every time yeah. I hear this song, man, you hear what I, hear I, 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 I think of some creepy shit. Like, do you hear what I hear? <laughs> That's what makes it great as a Christmas movie. Yeah, because like, I'm, I'm supposed to be the only one in the house. Yeah. Which is something, something people don't do as often, but it's, it's great from a production and design standpoint because yeah. it allows you to creates very interesting visuals and everything. And you look at look at the dust on the goddamn record player, you see the gremlin feet marks. Which is fantastic too. Yeah. Little good little detail, man. I like well, that. Well if you're gonna do something that's dark or violent or scary, <laughs> doing the contrast I wanna do this in the time of year. I wanna do this in the movie too, like just like, just throw some shit at somebody. <laughs> I wanna do that shit. I wanna do that. <laughs> you wanna be you want it to have in the movie or you wanna be the person actually doing the throwing? I probably wanna be the person doing the throwing. But just scared the shit out of somebody. You're as bad as Tarantino joking in Okay, so like I said, the mom gets killed in the original script, and you see the mom here about to get into this battle with the gremlins. In the script, it's Billy. Billy's the one that has this fight with all these gremlins. And Ollie. But Ollie, Ollie was smart enough to grab the sword. She's just walking around with a brick. Yes, knife. exactly what it is. Billy grabs the sword, comes into the house, and actually, when Billy comes home, the first indication that his mom's dead is that they throw down her blood. A blood-covered volume bottle. Which would be pretty good. Yeah, throw it out, and then he goes up in there and sees his mother's body, gets the sword, and starts having this battle with these gremlins. And you see the first full view of a gremlin here, eating a goddamn sugar cookie. Oh, man, I'm sorry, a, a gingerbread, man. No, this looks like it's a, it's, a, it's a combination of stop motion and animatronics. Yeah. And yeah, which, she, which worked out pretty well. Yeah, it was fucked up. Yeah, this is actually from the script where he goes into the little mixer here and tries to eat it, and Billy's the one that activated and kills him. Nice. Yes. A lot of chunks. There's a lot of chunks. A lot of chunks and green blood. Yeah, that's a good way to go out, man. Now, now one thing I remember reading, too, when they talk about the history or, like, the... the well, I guess it would be the temperament of the Gremlins and stuff. Yeah. And it actually comes up a little bit later on. I think it's with Billy's dad, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Is that if you ignore them, they ignore you. Something or like it's that. it's with the grandpa, actually, I think it is. When, you, when they're walking in, is it the theater? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In the yeah. theater, yeah. 
And this is this is the this scene right here with the mother doing all the murdering is when you knew this movie was going to be lit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where I went from. Yes. Okay, good. This isn't just some. And apparently, and she's hitting him like a lot of people don't know. She's hitting him like fucking like. Uh, Can or something, right? Like, uh, it was like blood spray. Yeah, tick spray. See? Yeah. And yeah, this is the scene that really got people rattled. Goddamn, <laughs> head exploded in the microwave. Yeah. That is that is the scene that made me go. I love this movie. Whenever whenever they do like parodies of this movie, that's the one scene that a lot of people do is the fucking head exploding in the microwave. Dude, it's brilliant. Family Guy did it. Uh, I think Simpsons did it. Uh, Simpsons did everything. Right? Simpsons did it. <laughs> South Park. South, South Park, Park episode. About Simpsons, Simpsons did it. Simpsons, Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it. <laughs> but uh, the mama took care of three gremlins in rapid succession. So she's through, kind of a badass. Yes, yeah, she is. That's because movie. she's not high in this movie. Not, she was yeah, yeah. Full of value. She was yeah. too high. Yeah. Oh, we should throw that one in the fire. Yeah, you see. Uh, <laughs> you see something moving in the goddamn uh, Christmas sock. No, yeah, she, she is a badass. Yeah, well, I was going to say, one thing that's different about, about her in particular over everyone else in this film, mm-hmm. she realizes there's a threat, and instead of, oh, shit, I got to get out, let's call the cops, let's do something, she's like, I'm going to do my, this uh, myself. I'm going to take care of it myself. I like this little reveal here, man. Like she, yeah, there's nothing, it's just a toy in the actual thing, but in the Christmas tree, you see them goddamn eyes. Yeah. That's a great reveal. Fantastic. Yeah. Now she's fighting this goddamn thing in the Christmas tree. She's fighting the Christmas tree. Oh, man. Life. You got a little fucking monster in the Christmas tree. Goddamn, man. That was, mom, yeah, that, that's, that's straight gangster. That's straight traumatizing. That's what's yeah. traumatizing shit. This whole, this whole thing is traumatizing, but that is really traumatizing. <laughs> it's fantastic. I would never go near a goddamn Christmas tree again. Like, fucking, like, fuck that shit. He choked the shit out of him with some Christmas lights. Billy comes home. Dude, don't just watch. Say goodbye. Yeah, this is the only indication of the original school Billy with the sword. It's obvious it's, a, it's apparently a blunt sword because yeah. it didn't chop him in half. It just knocked him Well, it chopped his head off. Was that his head? I thought his whole thing went No, it chopped his head off. Oh, yeah. the whole body this is different too now. Now. In the script, a gremlin does escape through the window, just like Stripe, Stripe does here. Right. And Billy follows him, just like he does in this movie here, but there's he a couple... the sword, right? Yeah, he takes the sword, and there's also a couple extra uh, scenes they don't have in this movie. One of which is, uh, there's like a little girl building a snowman, and she's like uh, outside like, at late night building a snowman. She yells to her mom, like, uh, like, can I get a couple more minutes so I can build my snowman? She's like, all right, but hurry up. Start building a snowman, and the fucking gremlin pops out of the goddamn snowman and starts dragging the girl inside the snowman. Billy arrives in time and saves her goddamn life, but she's traumatized. As she would be. Yeah, and then there's another scene in that same little chase where he's chasing after it, where uh, the, uh, <laughs> the gremlin finds Pete. <laughs> and Pete is uh, with some Christmas carols. Yeah, so they're in front of a house doing Christmas carols and shit. Okay. Uh, the gremlin finds Pete, drags Pete ass away from the fucking uh, Christmas carols. Bites his jugular and like leaves him to die. <laughs> so Pete gets killed actually in the original script. Oh, this could have gotten so dark and so dark. Oh my god. Robbie the robot from uh, Lost in Space. <laughs> Why does he have a cowboy hat on? I don't know. Because it's somehow different. <laughs> <laughs> it is movie magic. It is very different. It is and very different. Jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> and this, you see the giant head inside the, will, will be the backpack. 
and that's another indication that yes, uh, Gizmo is not supposed to be uh, nowhere near this shit. Really, uh, Gizmo is only supposed to be in the original fucking uh, first half of the movie. And then he becomes one of these. Yes, he does. Bags. I, actually, I think he becomes Stripe. Oh, it does he? Yeah, he becomes the lead Gremlin. Huh? Yeah. So that was uh, a nice, nice turnaround, though. And they, they I mean, they kind of had to do it because they had to set it up for the sequel. That is true. You know, you know, <laughs> there's a certain point in time in every production where the producers can smell if there's even a chance of a sequel, and mm-hmm. if there is, they'll always set it up and shoot it that way. Mm-hmm. They might shoot, you know, a way to wrap it up too, just in case, and they'll do their tests and see where it goes. Yeah. But yeah, this scene is also from the original script. This uh, is too good. The whole, the whole thing in the YMCA, that's from the original script. And he's got the sword, which is great. And he does have the sword. Oh, he does have the sword. Yeah, so that, that's the only time he really uses the fucking sword. It's just like these couple times. So there, there is a little bit of an indication from the original script here, but Billy is a lot more badass in the original script than he is here. Yeah. Not, not, not going to say anything against Zach Gallagher, but he's like really nice and kind of docile for here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this whole thing. Well, it is, yeah. They're trying to make him the sweet boy next door, and mm-hmm. I think what they were looking for in the arc was yeah. they wanted to have that like that mm-hmm. that coming of age sort of a thing, where it's almost like yeah, uh, much <laughs> like a childish oh, straw dog. Wait, wait, wait. Scratches Billy's chest, hops away, and boom, pull. Now, this here is my favorite oh shit moment in a movie ever. Yeah. Like, this, you just look on Billy's face and you hear the music. Even the music is like, uh oh. Like, this is a definite oh shit moment. Apparently, they just filled this uh, tank with like dry ice or something like that. Yeah, with, with, the, with the lights and, and, and lights. <laughs> dry, dry ice and lights. But it's effective. It's effective as fuck. Oh, it's fun. great. Oh my god, look at this. Turn on, turn on some air hoses and you're rocking and rolling. Dude, get the fuck out of there now. <laughs> Dude, right now. set the place on fire. <laughs> Actually, in the original script, you, uh, apparently they were supposed to show the actual gremlins coming out the pool. Yeah, that, that's a lot of range. I know, but yeah, I know. I'm just saying. But this year, I'm like, look at this. That's when that's when the writers writing with that thing about production. But what they did, though, with the shadows, and yeah. that's so great. No, but that's what you, I mean, that's, that's shooting around it. That's making it work. And it was so great. Oh, yeah, this yeah. shit here with the sheriff and shit, this is pretty much the same thing. Uh, but they kind of make fun of Billy because of the fact they know him as being like this, like, uh, King Arthur freak. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, well, you're the King Arthur kid. <laughs> oh, well, Grimmins, huh? Grimmins, huh? They, they take it over the time, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, and this dude here, uh, the, the younger sheriff, Brent, uh, played by Jonathan Banks. Who a lot of modern audiences will know from uh, Breaking Bad, but he's been in goddamn everything, which is fantastic. He's mm-hmm. a killer in it. Yes, he is. But in the original script, Brent goes with Billy back to the YMCA to kind of prove his story and just kill him. The Grimmins eat his ass alive. Yeah, which, yeah. which I mean, that's yeah. what you want. And what ha- story. Yeah, and what happens is Billy commandeers uh, fucking uh, Brent's uh, sheriff car or whatever. And start driving around town as the Grimms are really rampaging and shit. I like this shot here. Like, just in the middle of town, you see one long Grimlin. Turns around. Hey, y'all, hey let's go, y'all. Stop motion and craziness. Yeah, we we'll go a bunch of these little motherfuckers, man. We just hopping. Why y'all hopping for? <laughs> All right, going back to Mr. and Mrs. Futterman, who uh, died in the original script. <laughs> they killed it. As they should. Yeah. It, they're not they're not going to the extreme of like you know a fucking snowplow coming through the house, but they are killed. In the yeah. script. And we got uh, Jackie Joseph and uh, Dick Miller here. And actually, you know they had started together in the original 
Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jackie yeah, Joseph. Yeah. J- Jackie Joseph is the original author. Yeah. That's great. That's great casting. Yes, it is. Dick Miller is such a big, you know, old school horror movie fan that he, like, he finds his people and gives them a break. Kind of like Tarantino and shit. You know what I'm Before they time. Well, I mean, look, when you find somebody who's got it, you just you keep with them. Yes, sir. And the girls will fuck with his antenna. Which doesn't mean anything to kids these days. At all. Ruined our lives. <laughs> oh, my God. I hated the goddamn antenna, man. How much tinfoil did you have on top of yours? We didn't have no tinfoil, but, oh, we, I, I uh, but we had to you know, do the whole shit. We had to move it in the different positions. And move oh, dude, I, I did the tinfoil. I did the whole thing. Yeah, we knew all that. I got all five channels. <laughs> yeah, we had all five channels, too. Fox, NBC. Dude, that Fox CBS. affiliate, that's, that's <coughs> going to be such a tricky. Mm-hmm. Me, too. Our Fox affiliate had that, and they also had, like, where they had, like, a... Uh, Saturday creature feature where it'd be like Godzilla movies. Yeah. It, like, it was always like a different type of exploitation movie. It was like Godzilla movies or uh, Kung Fu movies or black exploitation movies. That's really why I got my personal taste of film. Yeah. And uh, going back to the movie here and uh, boom! <laughs> Snowplow. <laughs> Comes straight at you. I'm like, yeah, there's something to worry about here. Her expression's great. With yeah, giant, giant bulging eyes. Yeah. And goddamn gremlins are driving Snowplow. These are the very technically advanced uh, creatures here, man. Despite the fact they were only born like a couple minutes ago. They're into it. They're really into it. They're laughing their asses off. They're destroying this fucking house, man. And um, this is the first time you hear the uh, the full Gremlins theme. (laughs) You hear this happy ass song when these people are about to be killed. (laughs) But that's what I was saying before about what's so great about this being Christmas. Yeah. Theme the Christmas set movie. Yeah. You have the contrast of the dark and the twisted and the horrible stuff that you got going on, mm-hmm. and you and you have it against this kind of sweet upbeat kind of thing. It's it's almost schizophrenic mm-hmm. or gives you whiplash. Which yeah, is, it does. Fantastic. Actually. This shit here, man. This will fuck me up, bro. Grilling and goddamn postal uh, post thing. Yeah. <laughs> Spit out the mail out. Uh, That's not mine. I don't want to investigate. Closes the thing out, so I'm like, no, it's not investigating. Don't investigate anything. At all, bro. If horror movies taught me one thing, it's you should never investigate anything. Scooby-Doo taught me that shit. Don't investigate (laughs) nothing. No, Scooby-Doo taught me that at the end of the day, there's always some guy in a mask, and he's usually rich and white. Yeah, what a guy away with it, too, who wasn't putting goddamn meddling kids. And apparently, apparently apparently all the horrible things that you did were, were just not enough. To push you all the way to full bar and murder. Yeah. <laughs> the Gremlins fucking with traffic signals and shit. Causing Devil accidents. It's causing all this death and destruction. And see, and that was another great one right there, too. Mm-hmm. They set up that it's a car accident, they didn't have to crash the cars. Yeah. Because they just, you know, spent their budget turning down the house with the snowplow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is actually more of a tractor than a snowplow. I don't think, I don't think they need to have a budget. You got Spielberg behind them. Right? At this point, anything Spielberg touched was gold. And I'm pretty sure that all the studios in the world are like, hey, oh, the yeah, oh, oh, Spielberg movie? Oh, shit. Yeah, but, but he's, yeah. He, he's EP in it, which they, mm-hmm. they, they would give him the sign-off, but he didn't have the same carte blanche as he did when he's directing. Sure. Because if he's directing or if he's producing, not exactly producing, they give you a lot more room to run. Yes. This is more just Hamlin saying, yeah, we're, we're here and we're legit and we're more than just you know a Spielberg vehicle. We, we can do other stuff. Yeah. 
But I'm, this is also a good year for going back to Chris Columbus. Yeah, it's a good year for him. Like he just told he sold two spec scripts. This was Gremlins and Goonies were spec scripts, and they were both huge. Yeah, they were. Neither one of them was actually intended to be fucking filmed. Like they were actually just kind of resumes to show off uh, Chris Columbus's writing skills. Yep. And both worked out great. Yep. Oh man. And, oh yeah. Apparently, this sheriff dude. Apparently, this is like his last role. I don't know if he died or just said retired, but yeah, this is his very last one. Well, I mean, I think that you're going to see the, the Gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PTSD from that uh, This is goddamn, uh, nah, they really need to get this bitch. This is the only kill in the movie I'm like, yeah, this is just a Because <laughs> this is bitchy, bitchy. They spent the whole time upsetting you with it. And actually, this is actually one of the most, yeah. <laughs> the most technically advanced kills of the whole movie. Yes, it is. And actually, and that's the most entertaining. Another thing you notice about all the names for our cats is all like different types of money. Mm, yeah. Like Kopech, uh, Derm, I think one of them. And she's, and she, I think the one, the one cat she has right there is Dollar Bill. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> look, look at this. Yeah, I would, I would expect her to be a cat bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the only kind of company she can keep is goddamn cats. There's like, there's like some sort of like a weird brain parasite that, that you can get. Mm-hmm. From cats, that makes you like love the smell of cats and cat this. Mm-hmm. It's a great podcast that says like, "Hey, uh, cats have no integrity." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, which would it totally explain her being so psychotic and crazy. Yeah, got a gremlin in her house, and she had she's old and feeble, but she got enough energy to get some water to stab some goddamn Christmas carolers. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. who wouldn't? This shit is funny. <laughs> this is always funny. You motherfuckers see the stars and shit. You see Christmas carols. This is definitely Joe Dante's like specialty. Horrific shit, but with a little tinge of like Looney Tunes like comedy. Yeah, twisted comedy. Well, now you see the gremlin fucking with her like electric chair. What is it? Is that a scare chair? Scare chair. Scare chair, yeah. I think it's actually an English scare chair. But I love it. If it's not, it should be. It'd be a crime for them. I like how they know her name. And she like, yeah, was, yeah, they finally come to get you. Like, she's like, oh my god, I'm not ready. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you should have been nice to the people. It's, it's funny she didn't just have a heart attack since they're trying to make her so yeah. old. She will now. <laughs> there goes the stair chair. And she, damn, man, this shit is crazy. This is very much Looney Tunes shit here. Yeah. And boom! <laughs> I love this shit. I love this particular kill. I don't know what it is, but it's just like, like well, I said. It's, it's the most cartoonish. I'm like, God damn, that's great. Like, oh, this one's Beagle. I'm like, yeah, this is this one's Beagle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the town said. Yeah. <laughs> this this is actually in the script where the Gremlin cuts some brake lines, but he does it to like Billy's like cop call and commandeers. Yeah. Um, well, because by then the sheriff's dead. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, oh man. Goddamn Gremlin's attacking Santa. Well, they're on the naughty list. Like, what's the stuff all over? Mess animals, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> stuff. You motherfuckers are looking at you. It's not stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's literally looking at you right now. It's not a stuff. It's a thing, man. Like, you just jump in. Come on, man. We, we need it out here. We're like, just cowardly-ass goddamn sheriffs. Like, they, I'm very sure they never... I'm just going to roll the window I mean, up. they've never experienced nothing like this. Now yeah. we're okay. Yeah, like, like, he's looking at this thing. This thing is looking at you. Well, and, and to be fair, if you were paying attention earlier, they're both... Shit faced drunk. Yes. <laughs> they shouldn't even be driving. They're, they're, they're drinking. Now they're at Pete's house. Pete should have got on. This shit here is so irresponsible. It's so dangerous. Pete 
cuts a goddamn electric line. Why? With metal giant, scissors. Giant scissors. <laughs> with giant metal scissors. Well, are you trying to cut with plastic scissors? <laughs> Why are you cutting an electrical line with metal scissors? You like they should have got Pete. And I'm like, oh, oh man, brakes gone, brakes gone, sure. And this other car goes into a guy named Mall State. Because they, they cut all the brake lines in town. Yeah. Except for on your Volkswagen. Like Billy's shitty car. Now, Gizmo and Billy in his shitty car, which decides to work now, after not working this entire movie. Well, it's because they, they fixed it. No, he just did it on his own. Movie magic. Movie magic. Yeah, movie magic. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. it's what Hitler would have wanted. That's <laughs> a Volkswagen. I know. <laughs> and I like to see here where like Pete's calling into the radio station. Hey man, this he's got them gremlins, man. He's all over the place. And like, hey man, cut, cut this shit out, man. Hey, stop the doors and bullshit, and then they break into the goddamn radio station. And the radio dude is apparently uh, the real Don Steele. No shit. Yeah, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Don Steele gets eaten by gremlins. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, real Don Steele. Right? You know, yeah. one one thing that I, I feel like I didn't appreciate when I was younger watching this thing, but mm-hmm. they actually, as much as I was making fun of earlier with the Burger King thing, mm-hmm. they actually did a really decent job with all of their product placement in this Yeah, there's a bunch and, of And it's not over the top. Like, even right now, at the mobile station. Yeah. Like, they managed to get the logo and to get the reflection from the sign without, like, being over the top or, like, just in-your-face branded. Like, they, they did a decent job. And this old dude is actually in Gremlins, too. I watched it actually earlier today. Oh, dude, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, I know. I watched it. I want to get the chick gremlins and they get more personality. The chick gremlin, the vegetable gremlin, and the electric Drink, gremlin. Drinking all the beers. Yeah. <laughs> the brainy gremlin. Yeah, yeah he's a, there's a, you know, the part of the movie where they, they, cut, the, they cut off the movie uh, and it seems like the gremlins are doing, they show like some porno theater. They show some porno in like a theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. The theater dude is the old guy. Oh, okay. Alright, so now we're in Doris Tavern with the Gremlins, fucking just having, having a good time. Well, that's what you gotta do with that. This is not in the script. Well, I mean, yeah. what, are you, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? They can't drink water. You yeah. have to drink beer. Yeah. yeah if they drink, drink water, then you'd have this little thing so, popping off like, your stomach. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, a lot of people, a lot of uh, groups like like use this scene as like an example. Like uh, People like saying like the Gremlins are using like, uh, portraying like black stereotypes. I don't see that personally. What? Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah, they actually all the gremlins here drinking beer, smoking cigarettes, listening to the blues and breakdancing and shit. Dude, literally the only stereotype is 1980s college students. <laughs> yeah, so, but I've seen that in like certain groups and shit. Like, you see the gremlins here like, hey, 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 man, this shit's funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's yeah. literally like a bunch of a bunch of friggin' uh, frat boys. Yeah. And actually the video game, they, uh, like, the Flash of Gremlins, <laughs> makes an appearance in the second one. Yeah. Like, you can always got that beer. Look at his belly getting big. Yeah. <laughs> very cartoony. That was great. Playing pool and knobs and shit. Playing cro- hey, what is it? Cro- uh, crochet, croquet, or whatever? No, uh, it was like a cross between that's that actually, That's actually a Star Wars video game. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, of course, gotta, gotta be smoking some stogies and playing some There is a female gremlin. See, there's a female gremlin right there. Well, like, there's a... Uh, oh, is that, was that one a female gremlin? Well, it's dressed up like a female. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Oh, you see the cars behind the gremlins? No, dude, it's totally wearing a wig. Now it's not a chick gremlin. Now it's just just playing a part. He shoots the motherfucker. 
<laughs> I love this shit here, man. It's so cartoon. Yeah. Look at this. Like, you got a... Look at him. He's dressed like Ray Charles and shit. <laughs> uh, now he doesn't really listen to the blues. <laughs> the door is... <laughs> <laughs> I love this shit. And a bottle of Jack. <laughs> well, to be fair, they ain't more willing to pay more than Jim Bean. <laughs> this motherfucker you're trying to shoot <laughs> That's a cartoon take right there. You look at yeah. the camera, put some goddamn mallet. <laughs> here comes our favorite song, Gremlins Mega Madness. Oh, yes. The one that we tagged tag this one with on Thulsivers. Oh, man. Dude, yeah. the, so this one, though, so far, uh-huh. I haven't seen much, in this sequence anyway, I haven't yeah. seen much of any stop motion whatsoever. Yeah. This is all animatronics. Yeah, man. And puppetry. This yeah. must have taken fucking ever yeah, to put together. Yeah, yeah, because there's so I'm, little. And I mean, it, yeah. easily, easily anywhere from six months to a year. Yeah, man. And yeah. all these gags they're doing. Oh, my God, man. Look at this shit. They poke <laughs> Try to bartend while doing this shit with these little motherfuckers. Which, why wouldn't you just bail? They're, they're obviously yeah, that's, that's true. Why, <laughs> so, why would she bartend for these motherfuckers? Well, because if she didn't, then they would eat her. They'd probably eat her. Well, then they probably <laughs> couldn't save her. But, they, but more likely, they'd probably eat her if she didn't. <laughs> but they haven't eaten anyone so far. So that's the best thing in the story. They, they murder a few people, but with this this rewrite thing, yeah. nobody ever gets killed. Another scene that they didn't show in the original in the original script that they haven't didn't do in the movie is there's one scene where the gremlins actually go to a goddamn McDonald's, they eat the customers and leave the burgers alone. So Billy Kate and like, Billy Kate and the other they Omega. Got, Kate, yeah. How did they cut that out? They should have been in Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a Burger King. They could have But uh Billy Kate and the Omega character Gary Go to fucking uh, uh, the burger. Go to the McDonald's for some food after all the shit that we're going through. Yeah. Oh yeah. What about she's getting mugged? Yeah. By a ski mask gremlin. So there were different types of gremlins in this movie. Just like not as overt. Billy saves the day. His little goddamn shitty Volkswagen. And look at this. He saves her, and then they go in there for a little bit, and then like as soon as they leave, it's like utter fucking chaos. She's and she should be. She's scared of shit Grismo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they leave the car, and it's like utter fucking chaos. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I love the way it's shot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they did. Right, we, gotta, we gotta make a run for it. On the count of three. One, two, three. Look at that shit. Straight yeah. chaos. <laughs> and straight chaos with very few people. Well, I mean, they spent so much on the public. Yeah, movies. <laughs> it's so great, man. And, and it's a it's a union time too, so you can't just get like regular extras. They got to be union. I love scenes of just random chaos and just look at the Dutch tilting the camera and shit. Yeah, gotta get that Dutch angle. Gotta get that damn Dutch. <laughs> gotta get the Dutch. That's how you know things aren't right. That's a, that's a teacher, man. <laughs> get yeah. that damn Dutch. Get that, get that damn Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> that's movie shit, magic. You know, shit go back because it was a Dutch moment uh, in Die Hard when uh, Hans and uh, Hans and uh, John meet. There's a Dutch angle when like, he's yeah. pretending to be an American. There's a Dutch angle there. <laughs> Gotta get that damn Dutch, man. Get that damn Dutch. And then we should do one with like you doing jazz fingers and say, with magic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds great. And, and I'll just be doing the frame up. Right? That sounds the camera great. frame up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah. And actually, uh, oh yeah, this scene here where uh, Kate's telling the sad ass story in the middle of the movie about her dad dying. Why would her daddy do this bullshit? I don't have no clue. But, well, but it's it's important, so you feel like she's more than just you know. Actually, I actually have a note on that. <laughs> There's no about that shit. Uh, where the fuck is it? No, I'm pretty sure I find it. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> keep, keep, keep talking about how this whole love story feels tacked on. Just yeah. so slightly. Yeah, it does. Like, I don't feel like. I, I definitely think this movie could have and would have benefited from people being eaten. Yeah. Instead of just murder. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the. the being something else's food thing would have taken it to a whole new level. Yeah, they, the whole, like, there's a whole bunch of people getting eaten in the original script. Alright, so I got, I found it. Alright, so the story about her dead dad was actually a point of contention for the studio. Uh, Joe Dante said, like, apparently we worked really hard on the scene, and we tried to have it, uh, just have the right touch of pathos and goofiness, because right. of the whole shit or whatever. Uh, but, I was, and he said he was really happy with it. He thinks it encapsulates the tone of the movie for him. Uh, and then the, edit, and then the editor was like, this could never be in a movie. And the studio, same thing. <laughs> studio, same thing. Like, we're not going to have this in a movie. Wait, but so why did he want it? But, uh, but actually... Because uh, it really was, does throw the pace off. Yeah, it does throw the pace off. But uh, Spielberg said, that, hey, this is Joe's movie. That'd be Joe's movie. So. Well, look, I, I told like as a filmmaker yeah. on my side, I respect the hell out of him for it. Yeah. But as it an is, audience member, it is weird. I'm going to have to ask why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, and um, I mean, you, if you're if you're the director and you're fortunate enough to be in that position, you can make whatever movie you want for whatever scene you want. Just you know, if I got a question, explain it to me. Well, well that's that's what happens when you hit the back of Steven Spielberg. Like, hey, it's Joe's movie. Like, keep right. that weird ass scene too. And there again, that's that great way they chose to show Mobile, mm-hmm. both both the uh, the actual sign itself, the reflection, mm-hmm. and then the small little logo. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not really a small. Logo. Well, no, but what I'm saying is, like, there's, there's no words on it. So if you don't know mobile, you don't know mobile necessarily. I love this scene, too. They're just walking around, it's like, desolate, fucking Kingston Falls. Which, which crazy enough, is mm-hmm. she told him a story for, like, five minutes, and mm-hmm. now apparently it's just silence. Sweet silence. They're just walking out. Like, smoky, smoky silence. Everybody, everybody's gone. And then they had this really creepy, like, uh, version of, uh, what's that shit, uh, uh, Silent Night? Yeah. Very creepy. It works with the scene, too. Oh, it yeah, this distorted version of Silent Night. Look at this, all these cars, all this destruction, chaos, fires. And well, and it's almost a wink and a nod to, uh, to The Walking Dead, or not The Walking Dead, to me, and not a living dead. True. And now they're heading to the theater, like, it's just this goddamn Universal Live. I've actually had the pleasure of working on this particular strip on the Universal Live. And when I was there, I was nerding the fuck out, I was like, it is. It is hard to be around that. And I, walk, and then I, walk, I, love, I love this movie now because I walked down that damn street for a scene. Yeah. Oh, well, well, dude, back when I was on on Paramount, mm-hmm. I'd walk over by uh, where Don Corleone gets shot. Mm-hmm. But they shot that exterior, and I was just like, the whole time, every time, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh this is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wanted to pretend like I had my oranges and I was running. And the thing, I, <laughs> the thing I did this past summer at uh, at uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, when I was walking by the, <laughs> I walked by the Monarch Theater. <laughs> I, I walked I by the I, Monarch. I, I, I love, uh, little little theater there. Actually, no, no. I take that back. The theater I walked by was actually the theater where Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne's parents come out of. Oh, that's okay. the theater I walked past. But that's been in a million different yeah. Warner Brothers things too. Uh, 
and fucking <laughs> and, then, and then funny enough right across the street was the Daily Planet from Lois and Clark oh uh, yeah yeah I did it this past summer I was like oh my god dude, I love this place so much I, I love how some of these guys have underpants <laughs> yeah and then a little a little ways away speaking of Batman again yep. was the goddamn uh, the uh, police headquarters oh yeah they were run into yeah the steps and shit <laughs> Dude, yeah. this takes me back on this real to real. Yeah, look at these all these uh, Grimmers are very proficient in most machinery, man. Dude, I I know I know four year film students couldn't operate also in the original script, like the white light of that shit bothered them but then they start showing the movie now to get into it. So yeah. <laughs> now I sit up in the theater watching Snow White and the Seven Doors. And yeah, actually that's gotta be crazy on a license again. Yeah. For, for I mean I can't imagine that was cheap. Yeah, no, 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 I'm pretty sure. It's an original script, though. They're in the theater watching Snow White and the same It's great they paid for it. Yes. That's probably also why there wasn't more of a crowd in the street. Yeah, true. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. All this budget going just to show Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, but I mean, it does make for a really great scene. Right? Yes, it does. Like, the Grimm's all singing, hi ho, hi ho, and all the words. He hear Gizmo singing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's thank, you, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Howie. Thank you, Howie. Like, what are you doing? They're watching oh, Snow White. They're watching Snow White and they love it. <laughs> Snow White? Or yeah. yeah. He's actually used that gizmo. Look, look, the Disney ears. <laughs> <laughs> the Mickey Mouse ears. I, I never noticed that before. No, no, but Mandel uses that voice in like a couple other projects, not just Gremlins, but he also had the Bobby's World voice. It's for this cartoon Bobby's World in the 90s okay, so Fox. This right here yeah. with them swaying back and forth, yeah. tell me that's not it's a small world. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And then he also used it for uh, Muppet Babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was a uh, Scooter's sister, Skeeter. And he used the same fucking voice. All right. Yeah, so now uh, uh, Stripe decides to leave and leaves the other ones in that fucking grilling in a Hawaiian shirt. You know, Stripe, Stripe's got uh, got pretty good timing. Stripe has got fucking swag because he's like, just, uh, everybody just recognizes him as the leader because the damn tuft of hair he has. Yeah. I'm the only one with hair, so fucking, yeah, I'm the leader. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. else is bald. Yeah, Frank Welker, man. Like, fucking Frank Welker doing this voice. Like, ah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, most of the vo- most of the is, gremlins is that better than Vin Diesel doing group? No, yeah, but most of the gremlins apparently were voiced by uh, Michael Michael Winslow from Police Academy and Peter Cullen, Octopus Prime. Really? They were the ones that did most of the voices of the gremlins. I was laughing and all that shit. Oh, that's great. Michael man. Winslow and Peter Cullen. Optimus Prime is a gremlin. Yeah, I can see. And Jones from fucking Police Academy is the real <laughs> I can see, definitely see Jones. The, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, uh, Without Winslow. question. Yeah, and you can see, you'll see the credit uh, towards the end. Now the movie's gone, the white light comes back again. Now, that's from the script, too, with the white light box. But now they see fucking Kate and Billy. Oh, they are pissed. Uh, people, we want to kill them. I like this animation of the Gremlins. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Movie. And this Karen Phillips got their thing. And like I love this little like little uh, whole little stand of bunch of them coming at them. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like the ones wearing the popcorn buckets. Yeah, man, they are just they are coming at them and they are pissed. I think I saw a knife in the crowd. Pretty sure you did. I wouldn't doubt it. And she's coming out, she's trying to hold the door, and all these little hands are coming out. Oh man. And I love he's just like, I'll be back. 
you the bigger, you the bigger, stronger one of the two of us, and I gotta hold it up. And, hey, I can't, I can't go get the, the piece of wood to jam under the door. Yeah, I can't have, I can't lie. One couple shots that even case have nice hands. I totally missed it. <laughs> no, 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 but she's holding the door like. Oh, hey, change the marquee. Man. The ass, this ain't Snow White outside. This ain't Snow White when it started. Yeah, the ass doesn't write no corduroy pants. Man. That's from the script, too. Billy's blowing up the fucking mouth, too. Well, uh. They kept that accurate. Oh, See, this one? Right. He, <laughs> he thought he was a doctor. Yeah. Ah. Now, this ending is way different. Like this whole thing with him fighting Strike one last time, that is one still left. <laughs> That's different. That all this is pretty much an invention of Joe Dante and Spielberg. What was it? What was he looking at? The original ending was actually a cliffhanger. Well, well, that's great because you want to set it up yeah. for a sequel. Yeah. What it, well, yeah, what it was was like Billy and Kate or those characters that like uh, get to the point where they just like overrun by gremlins. And what happens is, yeah, no, no, no. Oh, this right here, I Can't love it. Every time he takes, he takes the little like, like the little, little kid, little, 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 little kid mower popper thing. Oh yeah, apparently they especially told him do not hit that damn candy sign because it's so expensive and he hit it anyway. Dude, that neon's expensive as shit. Yeah. But uh, what I was gonna say was, uh, there's a point where like they, he kills a bunch of the gremlins like in the um in the, movie in, in the movie theater, but there's a bunch of them still left, and they and they actually like chase him and take up a tree. And they're coming at him, and it's like there's no there's no escape or whatever. And then finally, sun comes up and fries them all. Oh, that so they, they just get lucky. Yeah, they get lucky. They literally get lucky. And then fucking fries them all. And the next day, uh, the dad is uh, the daddy is uh, visiting Billy in the hospital. Both Kate and Billy are in the hospital from all the injuries they had the night before. Okay. And at one point, which that I didn't show, at one point Billy actually catches a gremlin. And puts it in a fucking toolbox and leaves it in the garage. Now, now they had to leave because they were just being overrun by gremlins. So Billy's in the hospital. He remembers the lone fucking gremlin. Oh no, there's still one left. The next day, some guy comes to the fucking garage, gets the toolbox, uh, Mm -hmm. puts it in the truck, and starts heading out of town. Now, as he's heading out of town, he says like Rocky Road. The shit starts shaking, knocks the fucking tool bed, uh, knocks the toolbox off the bed, and lands in a reservoir, sinks to the bottom. And then all you hear is the gremlin laughing, and that's the end of the movie. That's a killer ending. Yeah. That's the original ending. Although, the one thing I will say about it, though, you talk about, like, character development, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. In that ending, mm-hmm. since they end up basically in Chase of a Tree or whatever, mm-hmm. it, it takes away Billy's arc. Yeah, it does. Right? Because you never, you never end up getting this full, where he's essentially going to Manda. Because, I mean, he's essentially like a failure to launch kind of thing, living in the... Well, yeah, they kind of still do take away Billy's uh, little arc a little bit in the ending here. Yeah, he has more than he did in that ending. A lot more, yeah, he does. He's, he's certainly more active, he's certainly more self-starting, he's certainly, you know, kind of but, making that, that grown-up decision. Yeah, but in the end, the one that gets to save here is Gizmo. Yep. Gizmo's the one that actually saved the day. And Billy, apparently Zach Gallagher was kind of pissed off when he, when he, <laughs> he saw realized that, that he was kind of like, I'm doing this, all this shit. And, 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 and Gizmo, <laughs> the little thing that started this whole fucking thing, gets to save. The Furby's gonna save it. And he's like, uh, I won't say whose idea that was, because I would like to work for him in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. E.T. reference. Yeah. Let's see fucking Strike knocking over an E.T. doll. <laughs> he loves these goddamn references, man. 
Dude, if you can do it, do it. Yeah, hey, hey, even I'm so thankful for you giving me this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll put all your shit in there, man. I don't care. Yeah. And, is uh, there somewhere I can put a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can we can we get is it possible for can us we, to get uh, can, can we have a semi? Can we have the music for the elevators be the Jaws thing? <laughs> uh, the fucking sprinkler. And all this shit here with the fight between uh, Stripe and Billy, yeah, that's pretty much all an invention of uh, Joe Dante and uh, Spielberg. Oh, that was great. Yeah, and I'm going I'm tell you one that's really Spielberg's idea. And it's, it's going to be the one like, really? Like, yeah. But uh, all the different shit he's got. He's right in the well, Hold on, before you go to that next part, I just want to point out how ridiculous it is that as small as this town is, I mean, they have a freaking department store. <laughs> okay, so you're going to say Spielberg's idea. Okay, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm uh, we're going to kind of let this play out. Let Gizmo fucking do this shit. I'm going to let this play out a little bit. I'm going to show you the exact scene that Spielberg's idea. But yeah, Billy here is being super brave. Like, it, it, like that, that's the really the whole arc for for his character, for his character. Like in both the script and in this movie, yeah. Billy becoming a man because he's like seen as like even though he's like older in both things, he's like kind of awkward, kind of nerd, and, and, uh, and a failure in lunch when he's twenty five yeah. year old guy living at home. Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, and, and finally, he finally got this girl that he finally has the courage to talk to this girl that he likes so much. She knows that you know he likes. Her. He just. She just want him to get, get the balls to ask her out. And now he's got the pitching machine throwing balls at him like crazy. Red light, red light. It's daytime. Like, fucking grand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, all these other uh, shit here. I like this shit. Like, fucking crossbow. <laughs> Squinting one out. All right, let me get you. And. Right in your arm. Dude. Yeah. That bolt, too. Yeah. Although what's crazy is it's mm-hmm. like a miniature. It's a major crossbow just for his size. And here's the boombox. Very 80s reference. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the boombox. Now, this shit here is Spielberg's idea. Little the music build and then quiet. Chainsaw. That's Spielberg's idea. That's a great idea. He, he was doing it as a tribute to fucking Toby Hooper for the chainsaw. This Texas Chainsaw Master. Yeah. I love this shit, you know, man. Coming at you with a goddamn chainsaw. It's not very good, though. Yeah. Because I use a chainsaw. <laughs> I bet you that's going to wear it. That'll go through pretty quick. This is also Spielberg's idea with fucking Gizmo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, save the know, day. Give, give some. Yeah. Gizmo, save the day. Apparently, kids love this shit. Like, Gizmo! Yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't be watching this shit. <laughs> they should be watching this shit, but they were. I don't know. Yeah. I was. <laughs> so was I. So was I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This whole thing is Spielberg's idea. Officially, my mom didn't. Yeah, exactly. My, my parents didn't care. They probably, they probably knew they just didn't care. Uh, Kate is just trying to just turn on every goddamn light she can, which is a very smart move. Yep, that's all she's got. Yeah, just turn on every goddamn light. I mean, if nothing else, you can see him trying to kill you. Yeah, but, but she did figure out that bright lights hurt him in the bar. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it's an electric chance on order, it says. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long ass cord for how long are you going? Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's an electric chainsaw, it's like one of those ones you use mm-hmm. to uh, to do your bushes out front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. More Frank Welker grunts. <laughs> Let's go. I'm gonna go over some of like Frank Welker's voices for people who don't know. Let's go down the list. <laughs> These so goddamn many. Uh, he's Megatron in Transformers in the original cartoon. He's Darkseid on fucking um, Super Friends. 
He was, uh, yes, he, he, he did all like weird, a lot of other weird voices. Like I said, he's currently Scooby Doo. So he's been Scooby Doo for a couple years now. Yeah. yeah. He's been making some great money for him. Over, over 50 years. Yeah. And like I said, he still sounds exactly the same as he did in 1969, which is crazy. I think we should do a Scooby Doo show. We can do a Scooby Doo show. Yeah. I, one thing I got to say is great about, about the whole Gizmo setup. Yeah. From a business standpoint, he sold so many of those damn Gizmo dolls. Actually, I was about to get into that. <laughs> and it's all because he let Gizmo save the day. No, but like in terms of commercial success, it was a cornerstone of considerable merchandising. Yeah. Uh, Still like they, is, man. They had Gizmo dolls and stuffed animals. They had uh, Gremlins as action figures and trading yeah. cards. Here's Gizmo mm-hmm. Pivotal Scene. Yeah. He's oh, shooting at him. He's shooting at him. He's got a gun. Apparently, apparently he can't shoot for shit. Yeah, but he got that gun. Oh, well. He's just firing it around. And, and Gizmo's still trying to find him. And, and apparently he's not wet enough. He's just getting Yeah, he's right there. He's just getting a sprinkle, but he got to dip your finger in the shit. Yeah. Now we start the whole, oh my God, the nightmare is going to start all over again. The village is going to sit there and watch the shit. He's got a gun. And ugh, this shit, yeah. They do it in more detail in fucking Gremlins too. Uh, you can see like little baby Gremlins. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> and they have Rick Baker. That's true. Apparently, Gizmo was like, uh, in, in some ways, he was like an ode to the freaking Ewoks. He killed, actually, in both movies, he kills the main Gremlin. I know, but like the way he sounds, the way he moves, everything, isn't he? He's basically like a weird version of a grim, of a uh, evil. Hold on, maybe he walk, yeah. But yeah, in, but like I was saying, in both movies, he kills the man grim. He kills Stripe in this one, and he kills Mohawk in the second one. He does like, he does that shit Rambo style in the yeah. second one, though. I like the second one just a little bit better though, because like he's like y'all ran around. Yeah, they, they knew what. They, look, the second one you didn't have to <laughs> you didn't have to be told the story or find out what it was. You already knew what you got into. Yeah, and my uh, dad finally decided to fucking show up. Hey, was there something going wrong with that present I dropped off? Yeah, well, what the fuck is that? And he just said that calm and shit. He just said that shit. Like, what the hell, you alright? Is that a chupacabra? Yeah. What the hell is that? That's his only little comment on him. Drops in the water. Like, I love this how sloppy and shit. Yeah. Yeah, so gross. So apparently it can get completely soaked in water after it's dead and it doesn't do that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a spot. Fucking little thing to start this whole fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess we need to wrap it up. Yeah, we can take care of it. You know, despite the fact it's responsible for many, many deaths. He's already murdered the entire time. Basically, yeah. 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 And I like this little last little scare here. Billy goes towards the little fountain and saw Smokey with the water. I mean, smoke. that's one of the rules of a horror movie. You gotta I have one last nice. scare. Skeleton! <laughs> Give him the skeleton! But skeleton with eyes. With eyes, and he just melts down into goddamn protoplasm. Mm-hmm. Gross green protoplasm. Ugh. God, man. I wonder what the budget was just in slime. $20,000 worth of slime. It's a whole bunch of goddamn slime. Just for the end scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole bunch of goddamn slime. And balloons, guys. I need lots of balloons. <laughs> yeah, lots of, lot, lot of need balloons. Yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, this uh, when they're doing the report here, the news reporter here, yeah. uh, Lou Landers, I think is his name, this guy here, this is a reference to the Howling. 
shit. Yeah, the same reporter is uh, same guy, same reporter is uh, reporting the shit in Howard. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's reporting on the uh, the end when the like the chick dies or whatever. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah, he's but yeah, he's like uh, uh, these uh, texts that rocked uh, this little town on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kate and everybody taking care of goddamn gives my bruised up, scratched shit. But he's still taking care of this little motherfucker that started this whole thing. Well, I mean, he did end it. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Mr. Wing about to end this shit like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> and now, the, the one that's great with her, too, is, mm-hmm. uh, oh, good, they just saw that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her, her scratches somehow move farther up her face, but sorry, I got... Yeah. When he shows up every time because she freaks out, they do that stinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mr. Wing. Yeah, I'm gonna finally take back this property. Little green man, yeah. You teach him to watch TV. He's like, and the thing he most pissed off about, you teach him to watch TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck, the fact, fuck the fact you misused him. You teach him to watch TV? I, I made sure that he never showed him TV. Never, never, never mind the fact that you made a side deal with, with my, my grandson. My, my, my dumbass grandson. <laughs> yeah. Fact, never mind any of that. Never, never mind, mind the fact people killed. Never mind the fact you pretty much stole this motherfucker from me. You went ahead and yeah, you got all these people killed. Watching the TV, which is the whole reason I didn't sell them to you in the first place because I knew this shit was gonna happen. You know I don't believe in television. Yeah, <laughs> and now he gives me chastises them. He yeah, see, I told you my life's responsibility. You see what the fuck happened? You listen. <laughs> you see what happened? To us. See? Yeah, you you should chastise him. You want to start this shit, Rand? I like yeah, you do with my blind with your the society does with all of nature's gifts. I wanna consider my blind nature's gift though. Yeah, me. well it's not natural. It was designed for another planet. You are not ready. Yeah, you're right. They're not ready. Yeah. yeah Dad, get it back. I only want to kill half the town next time. <laughs> <laughs> he has that look yeah. like Dad, don't yeah. let him take it. But this shit is kinda of tender though. Despite the fact it makes no sense, it is kinda of tender. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, did you say to you? Like, how do you know? To hear one that's only to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I like this shit. Yeah. And he opens it up. He's so goddamn cute. And now we're gonna get some side merch time. Oh, That's a Spielberg. You can tell merch us Spiel- time. You can tell us. Oh, dude, that's totally Spielberg. Yeah, perhaps someday you'll. Uh, and, that's uh, a great, great contact they did there too. Kind yeah. of make him more menacing. With that right. you'll be ready in um, six years. Yeah, nineteen ninety or yeah, something like that. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Yeah. And then you won't be ready again until <laughs> two thousand twenty, <laughs> which we're going to get to once the movie ends. <laughs> but it's almost, almost over. And like, you try to get him to smoke this ashtray again. Like, yeah, hey, I know what that is. Some uh, some other motherfucker tried to sell it to me. <laughs> Just, just so you know, I really feel bad about stealing your shit. So here's an invention that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I know it don't work. Some other motherfucker tried to sell it to me. <laughs> well, fine, I guess I can. Uh, yeah, maybe I can uh, I'll somebody. take something from you. I mean, I did come all this way. Yeah, I still did keep your two hundred. Uh, no, he gave you two hundred dollars back, which is jacked up. You should have kept it. Like, yeah, he should have kept it. expenses. Yeah, that when we came in the house, he dropped it. Yeah, he dropped two hundred dollars. Now that's it. And you know, his, considering yeah. that that's where the gremlins started, his house really isn't that messed up. No, it really isn't. But I love this narration here. Well, that's our story. <laughs> so if your uh, washing, it was a, well, if your uh, air conditioner goes on the fritz or your washing machine blows up, 
or your uh, video recorder comes out, video recorder. Well, uh, before you call the repairman, you're gonna turn on, yeah, turn on all the lights. Check out the closets and cupboards and look under all the beds. Because you never can tell. That just might be a gremlin. In your so this is this is some great math painting right here. And, and that's the movie. Yeah, yeah, great. The, the with this wonderful uh, matte painting that ends the movie, and now they start the full on gremlins marked it. That and as you were as you were pointing out, yeah. the narration that basically comes out of freaking nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And just so you know, in case yeah. you're wondering, mm-hmm. I'm a narrator. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, Spielberg and I said I'm no. going to play <laughs> <laughs> alright so now that the movie's over see you should right there vocal, vocal effects yep. Frank Welker Howard Mandel Michael Winslow Peter Cullen yeah, yeah. man and uh, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, effects and uh, influence of uh, Gremlins uh, Gremlins and Ghostbusters actually opened the same weekend I that. Yeah, open on the same weekend and went against each other. But apparently, this is weird. Ghostbusters did better in most cities except New York. <laughs> Mainly because of the fact that people were pissed off because they all the traffic had been disrupted during the month that they shot <laughs> Ghostbusters in New York. So it was like fuck Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently Gremlins did great in New York. Well, uh, yeah, because they didn't do nothing to the traffic. But actually, it did great everywhere. It was actually the fourth highest grossing movie of that year, nineteen eighty four. Which is a great year fucking movie. We should do it just like, we should just do a show just on nineteen eighty four because like it, like so many dope ass franchises got started in nineteen eighty four. But like I said, it's the four or five grossing movie of the year. The only movies that beat it were Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom in this order: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Ghostbusters, and Beverly Hills Cop. Those are the only movies that beat Gremlins. Everything else got smoked. Which considering considering that you don't have. I mean, look, I'm not taking anything away from the cast. Yeah. But who's the superstar in this film? Nobody. And the fact that that's the number four highest grossing film? Mm-hmm. Man. It's, it, it goes more to the, to the filmmakers and storytelling. I actually think about it. Spielberg had the two biggest movies that, two of the biggest movies that year. Gremlins, mm-hmm. the executive producer of this, and he directed Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. So he had a good year. And also, uh, going back to that, like, the more significant thing about fucking Gremlins is that it's one of the two movies that inspired the PG-13 rating. This and Indiana yeah, Jones and Temple of Doom. It's definitely a PG-13. Yeah, because like, it's too violent for a PG rating, but not violent enough for an R. So the so Spielberg went to the MPAA is like, hey man, can we just have a fucking little rating in between PG yeah, I mean, and you know, R? If you, you want to start going down the MPAA, dude, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Because I mean, like, mm-hmm. from what I remember, what was it? I think I think sh- I have to look at it again, but I seem to remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. Stripes was rated PG. Yeah, a lot of a lot of right? really fucked up movies were rated PG. But it's because it wasn't violent. But there's there's nudity in that. There's all kinds of drug use. There's all kinds of like cursing and all yeah. that kind of shit. Like it, it's definitely been an ongoing work in progress. Yes, it has. <laughs> Since it started. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, this movie helped inspire the PG thirteen. But the first movie to actually get the PG thirteen. Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Patrick yeah, Swayze and Jennifer Grey. You go fight the Russians. Charles Sharchi. Wolverines! Hey, nothing's going to beat the Russians like a bunch of 16-year-olds. And also, in terms of the movie itself, uh, not only did it spawn its own sequel, Grimace 2, The New Batch in 1990, but it also inspired a bunch of other movies about little monsters. Most notably, Critters, 
<laughs> Ghoulies, Troll, and Troll too. Uh, Hobgoblins, and Munchies. Now you're giving credit for Leprechaun. I don't, I don't think they're giving credit for them. I don't think they should give credit for them. But we're thinking about Gremlins and Critters, though, is that, like, because uh, the fact that uh, of the two, Critters came after Gremlins, but people compare uh, Critters to Gremlins, and, like, the director's like, nah, fuck that. The script for Critters was actually in development while uh, Gremlins was in production, long before Gremlins was in production. And we actually, they actually had to change the script because apparently there was too many similarities to the two movies. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Also, uh, it reminds me of the guy I heard complaining that um, he just finished writing the greatest script of his life, mm-hmm. and then he found out the next week that uh, James Cameron was releasing Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, going, dude, your 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 movie about Titanic doesn't necessarily mean that they ripped you off on your Titanic. Sorry, Chris. Yeah, I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Germans was its own thing, and if you had stuff that's similar. Mm-hmm. Like I think they just like because well, the fact that they came out later and they was like, "This is grim, this is fucking grim." Y'all trying to be grim? Apparently, just apparently that pissed them off. Yeah, but they do that all the time, man. I mean, that's yeah. in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but like I said, uh, Gremlins Two uh, came out in 1990, and same thing. Joe Dante came back. It was a lot more cartoonish than the first movie. <laughs> a lot more cartoonish, yeah. and actually, I think a little bit, and I'm gonna say a little bit, a lot funnier. The, the, the second one was a lot funnier and a lot more uh, the, the Gremlins were a lot more diverse mainly because of the fact they switched from Chris Wallace to Rick Baker the prolific Rick Baker who decided oh, yeah. the only he like they Alfred they told him he's like the only way I'll take this movie is if I can create more creative versions of the Gremlins so well yeah cause I mean, you don't want to make the same damn puppet 50 times yeah like 500 times yeah exactly like it gets exhausting yeah so basically what he did was he had all the different types of Gremlins the bad Gremlins yeah. Electricity gremlin, smart gremlin, the girl gremlin, the vegetable gremlin, the spider gremlin. If you're gonna yeah. make gremlins, why don't you yeah. have to dress them up? It's like Bill yeah. Day. And apparently, Rick Baker is <laughs> a fan of that Kim Peel skit where they actually do that shit. Where like there's like a script doctor that comes in, and is like, "All right, we're doing gremlins too," and then, like he's like, "Okay, so Dude, that is one of the best." I'm yeah. actually gonna get to that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kim Peel did the skit where like a script doctor comes yeah. in. If, you have, if, if you've never seen it, look look that shit up on YouTube right now. It is it fucking is hilarious. Great. And so damn, because like the whole get down is like some script doctor comes in and gives all the different writers a chance to make their own gremlin. <laughs> so like he puts one person like, hey, what kind of gremlin do you want? Oh, let's do a vegetable gremlin. Okay, yeah, and he explains why we're gonna have the vegetable gremlin and shit. It's a really great skill. Uh, but the, the Gremlins have been kept alive through pop culture for like the last, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, they were apparently in some ad in Britain, I forgot for their company, but they, they did an ad in Britain where they actually brought the old school Gremlins back. And there's like, the Gremlins like taking over like some office building. Apparently it was like, I think it's like a ad, a printer for like, cop, like it's like a... Like a Xerox machine or something? Yeah, yeah, it's like, for, I think for copiers, like an ad for copiers. Uh, but more recently for the younger, uh... People that are watching this, they use the Gremlins in the Lego Batman movie. Oh shit! And they did them great. Like uh, there's a point I, where I like, still haven't seen that. It's really great. Like it's actually one of the better Batman movies ever. No, that's, what, that's what I hear. I hear it's hilarious. Yeah, I just haven't seen it because they reference and then they reference pretty much every version, film version of Batman. They they do the they do reference to the '66 Batman. They do the, to the well, yeah, Batman. I, I heard it's it's like great on the adult sex and they put yeah. a lot of stuff. Will Arnett's killer in it. Yes, he is. And there's one point where like all the di- all these different villains from different film franchises come in and try to take over the world. They got like Voldemort and Godzilla and King Kong, 
and the Gremlins. The Gremlins are like the main henchmen in like of, of these villains and shit. And uh, also, more recently, and this year actually, uh, Warner Brothers successfully gained uh, the trademark uh, for the name and franchise of Gremlins. And also, in the next coming year, which we were kind of alluded to a little bit earlier, uh, their parent studio, Warner Media, is going to be doing a new animated series, Gremlins: Secret of the Mogwai. Secrets of the Mogwai. It's a reboot. Yeah, it's, 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 well, it's, a reboot. it's more or less a prequel. It's apparently, it's going to consist of ten episodes. It's a prequel of the movie, the two movies. Well, I, was, gonna, I, was, yeah. I thought it's a, I thought they were saying it's going to be a new origin story. Yeah, more or less. Like a full, full reboot rather than a prequel. It's like they're going to do kind of more like a, like Casino Royale for for Bond, right? No, nah, uh, well, this is like, well, apparently this is set in like nineteen twenty Shanghai. This will show uh, t- uh, little little Mister Wayne, okay, and when he first meets Gizmo and all the little adventures they have. That's pretty much the premise. Are they going to have adventures, or are we going to get to watch people get eaten by gremlins? Probably both. Cool. In animated form. Too. I don't know. Really yeah, and uh, what, like I said, they've been talking about doing the Gremlins three for years and years and years, and I've I've seen so many different. Uh, pitches and uh, people having ideas for what they want to do with it. I saw at one point that they want to do a Godzilla room. Like nah. one giant room. Yeah. And then uh, the most recent one, which I actually kind of dug, was done by uh, who, a guy's kind of a pariah right now, uh, Max Landis. Uh, yeah, his, that wasn't his fault. But his idea, actually, he actually pitched his idea directly to Joe Dante in like a podcast or something. And his idea was pretty much taking the millennial approach to Gremlins, where you have this kid who gets Gizmo, the pet, and he documents pretty much the whole shit on YouTube. Like, hey, I got this pet, he's new, you know, hey, you know, like, you know, pretty much a daily, almost a blog of him having Gizmo, and then the shit happens as it occurs in the movie, Gizmo gets wet and multiplies, uh, the Gremlins turn into fucking cocoons and shit, and then, like, he's just, he's documenting the whole thing, he's pretty much doing the Chronicle style, like, well, but, is, if, but if you're going to go that direction at that point, instead of doing a movie, just open an Instagram account and post Instagrams. It basically, mean, be the same why, thing, yeah. Why, what is what is the point for that? Like, you just if you're going to make a movie, make yeah. a movie. You just want to just kind of show the world, like, hey, I got this new pen, it's so cool. Or and then apparently, at one point in his well, pitch, the actual gremlins themselves get a hold of the camera. Well, that's what I'm saying. This whole thing right there, mm-hmm. what you're describing, is the marketing campaign for the new gremlins movie. Yeah. If you want to reboot it nowadays, you can have a lot more fun because there's a lot more electronic shit to mess with and screw up a lot more things that are mechanical and things like that. You can have some fun. Yeah. The real question, if you're going to, whatever the pitch ends up being, the real question is how much, if any, are animatronic, practical thing camera effects and how much CGI are you going to do? You can very easily fall into like the Marvel kind of system of things where it's like everything's green screen and freaking tennis balls and all that, which... It's not necessarily a problem for the actors, but it definitely changes the quality of the film. True. I mean, it's almost like to the point where I would probably a crazy idea in large in, in the, the larger scheme of things, but I almost feel like I kind of want to see what Michelle Gondry would do with it because mm-hmm. he's a master of in-camera effects. Oh, yeah. I think you can see some really crazy, weird, mm-hmm. cerebral, freaky <laughs> kind of shit I, if like you got that. him involved. That is actually like that. that is actually weird. Right, and, and if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Yeah. Everything you see in that movie is practical in camera. None of that shit is CGI and all that stuff. He's he's just obsessed with making sure you can see it in camera. <laughs> which, when you realize that on top of it, it's a whole nother like mind fuck. Like on another level, you wouldn't 
normally imagine. So if you could figure somebody who has that same sensibility, <laughs> grabbing the gremlins and going for something dark and twisted close to the original script. Yeah. Wow. But mm-hmm. yeah, the flip side too is what are the chances at all <laughs> that Universal is going to let you take Jar Jar Binks and, and, and turn him into mm. turn him into to, uh, Darth Vader mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in episode three? Probably zero because they sell too many damn dolls. True. And also another idea that I saw for Gremlins 3 was that they wanted to turn, finally turn his one to a Gremlin. Wouldn't be kind of interesting. Yeah. So. But then would he be in the next Gremlin? Yeah, that's the, that's the thing, man. Like, because, like, like, mm-hmm. like the, the other Mogwaz are, mm-hmm. like, evil. assholes. Yeah, they're evil, yeah. Like, even when they're, and they're being the head, they're doing all kinds of mean stuff before they become Gremlins. They're yeah. just, like, able to kill you once they're I think it's like this would be like a swan song for the like the, the for the character. So he probably would be a nice gremlin, but like he'd be like because the fact like like we said like it's supposed to be like when you turn into a gremlin you're short of your body. So this so it becomes an uh, like a, an epic swan swan song of a, a, a violent end fighting off striped child or something <laughs> something like that. Yeah, just like uh, yeah uh, yeah yeah be like uh, will have another a child named spots. Yeah, another <laughs> another strike another mohawk strike uh, gremlin will come in. Gizmo will be another gremlin to save the day, and then yeah, epic battle in the sunlight. <laughs> in the sunlight, and then finally it takes them both down. And then they play Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so sad to see Gizmo go that way. Ah, but yeah, that's just another pitch, but. uh like I said, we hope you enjoy. It was not even remotely serious, but we hope you enjoy watching this movie as much as we enjoyed uh, watching it with you guys. Uh, this is a big favorite of both me and AJ. Hell yeah! And we were, and like, when we actually started the idea of doing this podcast, this was one of the movies that we wanted to dedicate an episode to because it's so goddamn good. Yeah, and uh, we really, like, we really, really, really wanted to and really hope. I really hope that all of you enjoyed as much as we. Uh, but like I said, uh, this has been this particular podcast. I'm trying to come up with it. But uh, this has been. Uh, all right, that's it. <laughs> no, 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 no. But before I do that, I actually want to plug. Uh, like for all you out there, please uh, uh, join uh, Belsaverse on uh, Facebook. Yeah, that. Belsaverse B E L S E R V E R S E. Is that how you Sounds like it. Yeah. So go to Belsaverse. Uh, I'm trying to make it into a uh, site for. Uh, uh, pop culture for the urban community. Uh, Look, if, if you if you like what he's getting into with the the deep details today yeah, on yeah. a lot of the stuff, I do the same go. thing on Belsaverse. You can find Belsaverse on uh, yeah. both Facebook and on Instagram. It's a Belsaverse page. Please uh, like it. Uh, get those numbers up, man. And like I said, uh, if you like this podcast, download it, share it, uh, tell your friends about us, man. Like freaking the more the better, man. Like freaking we, uh, like I said, we're at the beginning. Let's get down and. Uh, Really, we yep. like your support. And, and if you don't like it, please protest and tell everyone how horrible we are, so they'll you know, get, get curious and want to listen. Not, not want to listen as well. Yeah, this is yeah, this is some bullshit right here. Well, you're, wearing, you're wearing a psycho dad shirt, so psycho dad. <laughs> that's, psycho dad. That, that, psycho that's bringing dad. me back to it because that, that's what saved uh, um, Mary's children. They took down psycho dad. <laughs> <laughs> they, they almost they almost left, but you yeah. know it worked out. Got yeah, enough people upset. Yeah, exactly. Like, anyone's going to care. We're just a couple of geeks talking about geeky shit. Yeah, <laughs> Listen to it. It's fun. Share, yeah. share with uh, your, your other friends that are fans of pop culture. That's right, folks. Um, but, like, again, this has been uh, Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. And I hope you have a good night. Thank you.